Welcome back to the 10 Tabs Open Podcast. I'm Alex Howell, and today we had on Toby Schultz of Elite Personal Training. He is my personal trainer uh, for going on four years now. He trains me, my wife, my mom, uh, and a coworker of my wife's as well. Uh, very, very good dude, just an amazing human being. But uh, I do want to just preface this podcast with the fact that we are very good friends. Uh, we go back a, a little bit, I guess, uh, about four years, but we're boys, and we have uh, some, um, what I would say is just adult conversation, and we had some adult beverages going on. So we were just hanging out and recording the conversation that we had. We ranged through several subjects and just had a good, good afternoon, but I wanted to let you know that that's the case. So if you don't want to hear things like that, obviously listen to some of the other episodes. They're amazing. But if you just want to hear two good friends talking, then uh, this is the podcast for you. But Toby Schultz, Elite Personal Training, he lets you know how to get a hold of him, but his, uh, his studio is in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for listening. All right, we're live with Toby Schultz, Elite Personal Training, and uh, we're not going to do anything crazy with this one. We're going to keep it informal because we're just sitting here having drinks. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. Oh, you're more than welcome, man. I'm glad to do it. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Well, not, it's not kid sickness. It's not weather that's keeping us like from doing this. It's just like finally had a day where everything worked out. Thank God, because more ice is coming tomorrow, I guess. Oh, so. shit. Seriously? Yeah. Awesome. I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've been right, so. Uh, I know. Yeah, that's the worst part about it. It's like, well, it was the last Tuesday. It didn't seem like it was going to be, or I guess Saturday they said it was going to do something, but then it just kind of rained a little bit. So I'm hoping they keep getting worse and worse so we don't have to deal with this shit forever. But we just got the generator uh, up up and running and ready to go again. So hopefully if anything does happen, we'll be fine. You're prepared, <laughs> man. Yeah. So how was this morning? How were the workouts? Uh, it was great, man. Everyone had good workouts. Uh, man, my clients just really get after it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's rare. You'll have some people that are tired. You know, you got to push them a little bit, motivate them. But, I mean, it seems like, you know, nine times out of ten, my clients are always pushing hard and they're having a good time yeah you know i think that's important yeah well that's what i told you when i when i was sending you like the facebook message and i just realized it's about four years like i think we're coming up on four years which is freaking crazy but that was the one thing that i sent you the message on was like i, I don't i don't need the raw raw person i need the person that's just gonna like hang out like we're good here's what you need to do here's why you need to do it here's the diet here's this because that's one of the things i hate the most is when you see like and i know some people respond well to it when it's like just get it one more set. Like, ah, no, that's not my personality, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. Sometimes, with, with, with some guys, I Yeah. And some ladies, but for the most part, you know, I mean, I'm going to push you, but I'm not going to um, try to force, you know, something on you I don't think that you need. Yeah. Or, or that's not in your, uh, you, you know, your, your workout personality. Yeah, um, there's a there's a difference between just trying to get into shape versus like uh, an athlete or a competitor. Yeah. So and most of my people are just normal people want to get into shape. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. How many? Um, let's see. I was trying to count. So we've got me, Nikki, Nick and my mom that have come from 
from that one Facebook message. All from you. Yep. <laughs> so is that kind of how you've grown your business? Just like one person comes in, loves it, refers, or it's just random people finding you? You you nailed it, man. Yep. It's someone like you, you know, who's been athletic, you know, and wants to get back into it. They know what kind of shape they can be in, but they need some advice, you know, some, yeah. some motivation. And so from there, they were for like their mom or their wife or their friend, mm -hmm. their coworker. Yeah. And that's how I built my business is all word of mouth. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get better at Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. I'm not very good at it. Well, um, your wife's killing my it. My wife is killing it. Uh -huh. She adds people every week. And, uh, you know, like Ricky, you know, yeah. that works for me. She's awesome at it. Um, God bless him, but uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get there, <laughs> but uh, it, it's all word of mouth, and uh, and I, I think you get more quality through that. Yeah, you know, because that person is having an experience with you, and they can share that rather than just seeing pictures and other stuff online. Yeah, yeah, they actually know like somebody that they trust is referring them to somebody yeah. that that person trusts. So I mean, that it automatically builds credibility for you, which has got to be good. And how long have you been doing it? Um, I first started training, personal training, in 2005. Oh, shit. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, for 14 years. I uh, worked two years uh, for a company, and then I went out on my own. He uh, stopped paying me. Oh. <laughs> seven straight paychecks. They all bounced. Nice. <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm gone. And uh, I had one client um, who says, like, hey, come to my house and train me and my family. And she actually helped me get my business started. Oh, she man. She helped with my Elite logo. Yeah. And uh, it just expanded from there, man. That's and, awesome. You know, trying to stay in contact with all my old clients. And uh, it went from 1 to 3 to 13. And then just, you know, now we're at around 76 clients. Oh, jeez. So, and then company-wide, we're a little bit over 100. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. So, is that the – so, you've got – the elite that's your main location and then you also have unity village still unity village, okay yeah. gotcha unity is really slow we're trying to pick it up there yep um that's kind of where i originally started mm -hmm. i was there um from 2008 to 2013 and uh they decided to go a different way yeah and i always wanted to have my own place my own gym mm -hmm. so uh i did my own thing and then uh now, was that the industrial building that I met you at, the one that you stepped from Unity? No, that was my first gym. Okay. Yeah, so that was before then. Unity was, it's inside of uh, their silent Unity, like the 1-800 prayer service. Okay, it's the gotcha. very bottom. It was a basement dungeon gym. People were dropping off their equipment there. No lights. <laughs> so my buddy, Jim Blake, who I trained, who was the vice president at the time, you know, he's like, what do you think? Can we make this place into something? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Got to get some lights and some equipment. So my uncle sells equipment. Got all the nice. equipment in there. Jim put in lights, and we are in business. That's awesome. In like four weeks. So, Man, that, it's amazing the difference between people who are ridiculously motivated and the reason that they're motivated. I mean, it's, it's always an interesting story when you find – it's almost more interesting, I should say, when you find somebody that, you know – kind of was raised or in a situation where they were already successful and they continued to succeed because it seems like those people just kind of coast and kind of lose it a little bit as opposed to somebody who's like, dude, I need to fucking eat. Yeah. Like, I need to put food on the table. That's exactly, <laughs> man. From, yeah, 2005, you know, I had my daughter. She was two years old. Uh, and I, I wanted to train, and my coach at the time brought me on, Yeah. you know, to work for him. And I was, you know, so thankful because I get to work with people – 
you know, with similar goals, and I get to help them change their lives. And yeah. we're lifting weights all day long. I mean, who, who wouldn't love that? Right. And so I uh, went from there to, you know, having a falling out with him and going on my own. But it was a thing of I have to hustle now. It's on me. I have yep. to support my family. And uh, it was that, that inner drive. And I don't want to fail. Yeah. That's like the, you know, that's, that's the driving force. I don't want to fail. Yeah. I need to produce for my family. And, uh, and that's kind of what's propelled me. And then when Unity Village wanted to go their own way, and I got my own gym, uh, they wanted to take half my money. They wanted to take my trainers. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm going to go do <laughs> my own thing. Yeah. You know, and uh, I had torn my patella tendon during that time. Oh, that was when you did that? Yeah. Oh, so trying to dunk a basketball, <laughs> and yes, it was on eight-foot goal, <laughs> not, not the normal. And, uh, yeah, so I tore my patella in half. The patella is the second strongest tendon in the body. Mm. You know, So I was in a straight cast for four weeks. Couldn't get out of bed to go pee without my wife helping me. Oh, Couldn't drive. And so, therefore, I'm almost being booted out of a place I've been for five years. Yep. And having to go start a gym on my own. I had my wife and her parents. I had no one else to help me. I had my buddy Chris. He helped me out. But really, it's us five pulling 90-pound mats off of two trucks. Oh, my God. So we could pay someone to put them down and cut them and get our gym ready. But that was it, man. It was like I was scared. I bet. Yeah. But that's just motivation. I mean, that's just push. That's just push. It's like, okay, I have no other choice. There's Failure isn't an – like, it sounds like a pun, but it's absolutely true. It's like, fa- I can't fail. Like, there's just no option there where I can fail and, you know, go do something else. Like, this is what I want to do. This is the situation I put myself in. And no matter how much it sucks – and I think you've told me, like, when you were working out with people, it's like it's embarrassing to have, like, a straight leg and be like, all right, I can't really do much. Oh, man. <laughs> it sucked, man. It, yeah, yeah. So I had that happen, and then a year later, it was the day before, me and my wife were going to uh, Dominican Republic, Punicana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't drink much that morning. I was dehydrated, but, you know, I was feeling strong, so I had, like, you know, three plates on each side on the flat bench, and I end up tearing my pec. <laughs> so now I got a bum leg. <laughs> Tear my pec. She comes home, my whole entire left side of my body's turning purple. And she's like, what'd you do? <laughs> I, like, I don't know, I think I tore my pec. Sure enough, I did, it was a minor tear, but my whole entire left side turned purple. So I was mm. in kind of with freaking this swole up arm and chest, and it was purple and black, and yeah, man, I'm a mess. That, that's just the sexy look you want to have when you go to like a place where you have to have your shirt off most of the time. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, was, it was a little embarrassing. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's, it's been a... Uh, it's been a, a definitely an, an adventure. Yeah. You know. And but I mean, that's the kind of shit that's going to happen no matter what. I mean, that you're, not only is your profession training, but you've, you know, you're in bodybuilding competitions and succeeding well at them. It's not like you show up and just hope that you place. It's like you're there to win. And I've seen you do that because you get intense. Like, as intense as you are in the gym, you're way more intense when you're doing yeah. competition. And so, like, it's just like anything else. Like, it might sound like, you know, well, I, you know, I'm a bodybuilder and I went on and I hurt myself. It's like, no, I'm a competitor that was doing exactly what I needed to do to keep my body in shape so that I could succeed in the future and present. And I fucked up. Like, I hurt my... I, I tore my pec, I tore my leg. The leg might not have been something that you did when you were trying to, like, help yourself, but, you know, whatever. 
The leg, uh, that just sounds like it was more for fun than anything else, but. Yeah, man, it was uh, stupid. Yeah. It was on Easter. <laughs> my my brother-in-laws were all dunking, and I was like, oh, yeah, this looks fun. You know, I'm like 230 pounds. <laughs> so I jump up, hang on the rim. The basketball goal is falling back on me. Breaks off. So it's either I throw this thing off me or come down. I tried to come down both legs. It came down on one snap. Ugh. Yeah, man, it, it put yeah. me into a little bit of shock. Oh, I'm sure. It's freaky, but uh, thank God I – you know, got by that. My wife helped me out. Um, I mean, I was driving her minivan, basically sitting in the passenger side oh, of the geez. minivan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a jackass. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm self-employed, you know, and yeah. she's a stay-at-home mom, and that's our income. And so, uh, yeah, I had to do it, man. I had to – I mean, I was – the day after, it, it, you know, it happened, I tried to go into work yeah. and do it, you know, I mean – yeah. I have no choice. Yeah. It, it's weird. Like, just those injuries are the weirdest thing to me because, like, yeah, you were dunking and that kind of thing, and it's fun showing off or whatever. But, like, those injuries also just happen. Like, I was playing a game of pickup with a, guy, a couple of guys when I was in college, and um, I say a couple of guys. I never hung out with people, like, that were my age because I I worked most of the time, and I had my own house. Like, I, I felt like I was, like, an adult before I ever graduated. And uh, But I was playing a game with some of my um, – the vice president of the bank – uh, his friends. And so they're like any bear, anywhere between 35 and 50. And this guy that was probably, you know, 40, 42, we're playing. And I wasn't guarding him, thank God, because I was, I felt horrible. But he tried to like spin out. And this was not a guy that probably had done that for 20 years. And as soon as he tried, I heard the snap and he just went down. I was like, I don't know what you tore, but that's not going to be good. And so the next day when he came in to, to like put some funds in his account, he was on one of those little scooters where you like look like you're taking oh, yeah. a knee on the scooter. Yeah. Yep. He was on one of those. He's like, yep, tore my ACL and my MCL and looks like I'm going to be out forever. And he was in construction too, so I can't even imagine how much shit those guys gave him. Um, <laughs> I see it all the time. Oh, yeah. I've had trainers work for me, go out and play flag football. Mm-hmm. Come back, torn Achilles. Yep. yep. That's the weirdest thing in the world, man. Like, it, I mean, professional athletes do it, and they don't do it on the plays where they get hit most of the time. It's the plays where they just are running or jogging. Sucks getting old. Yeah. <laughs> well, and some of those guys are like 23. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's not just the old guys. No. So you and your wife are both competitors. Yeah. And you both have had a lot of success – and that means that you both are on meal plans and not, like, partying plans. And you have four kids, three between you. Uh-huh. Um, so how fun is it in your household when you guys are competing? Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I just mean no, I'm wondering. you're not going to get me in trouble at all. <laughs> Actually, we, uh, we get along very well. I'm her yep. coach. So, you know, I got to stay on her a little bit about stuff. But, I mean, but when we're in the off season. We have drinks. Yeah. We have cheat meals. Yeah. We live, man. It's it's. Uh, I think you need that balance, especially with the kids. We try to, you know, have some more foods like they can eat too. And yeah. Know, it's not always chicken and sweet potato and chicken and rice. Yep. And <laughs> so, but when it's time to get ready for a show, uh, yeah, it's pretty much we have the same meals, so we're on the same plan. It's just, of course, mine's a lot more, and mm-hmm. um, she's a little more carb sensitive. Most women are so, but um, with me, I got a fast metabolism, so I have carbs pretty much through, you know, meals four and five. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty.
pretty high, but uh, and good carbs, not like not yeah, like, oh yeah, not, not beer carbs. Yeah, I wish, <laughs> I wish, man. <laughs> no, it's it's all clean. Yep. All uh, whole foods, nothing processed. Yep. Um, off season, yeah, I'll have a little bit, man. And to be honest, it, it might be a little something daily. Yeah. I mean, it's just I got a fast metabolism. I can get away with it. Right. You know? It's not what I. Don't do what I do. Just do what I say. You know, yeah. <laughs> helping people out because, man, I, uh, yeah, the, I can get away with a little something. Yeah, well, as I'm getting older, it's getting faster. The metabolism. So, well, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's I, the I exact opposite of most. I can't build muscle like I used to, but I, oh, I can get cut. Gotcha. Fast. Well, and it's interesting because you've told me this for years. It's like what you do for your body is going to be, and it makes all the sense in the world, but everybody thinks like there is this one diet plan that's going to be perfect. I'm keto, I'm Atkins, I'm, you know, the, I read, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and um, Kevin Smith was talking about how he, like the, I think it was Penn and Teller, like the the taller one of those two. I can't remember which one it is, but um, he has this deal where he like ate only potatoes for like a week or two weeks. And so Kevin Smith followed this diet, and basically, like, you can only have potatoes, and not, like, butter and salt and anything like that, just potatoes, because he was so big that he needed to lose weight fast. And so it was this crash diet, just absolutely crazy. And it worked for him, but he's like, I know it's not the healthiest thing I can do, but I did it. But you've got crash diets, you've got keto diets, you have all of these diets that are either lifestyle or crash. But really, when I talk to you, you talk about, like, there are things that work for me that are never going to work for, you know, some of the other people that we work with. Like, when you're getting Doc ready for a competition. It's what you do for you is not going to work for her. What you do for you isn't going to work for another male competitor. So, like, how difficult is that, especially the first time that you're working with somebody? Like, how difficult is it to just, like, go, okay, I guess I'm going to figure out your body. I'm so glad you asked that. (laughs) Any of my competitors are listening, (laughs) do a damn off-season with me instead of doing this prep. Fucking drives me nuts <laughs> because I can't learn their damn body. Yeah. And so people will come to me. Keelan Mitchell is the only one, <laughs> seriously, that I can that I've learned quick. And he has a great metabolism. He's such a hard worker. It's easy to figure him out. But everybody else, and my wife too, but because I live with her, but everybody else, they, they want to come to me at 12 or 16 weeks out. Okay, perform magic. I don't know what you've been eating <laughs> the, the last nine freaking months, man. <laughs> You know, and it's... Uh, do you look like this with steak and rice every meal, or do you yeah. look like this with pizza every meal? They don't take in all the variables <laughs> that I'm thinking about. Right. Okay so, okay, so let's see how your body responds to steak, chicken, ground turkey. Um, let's see, you know, how some post-workout carbs, how you react to that. Let's see, you know, a cheat meal. Let's see if, uh, if you uh, can take, you know, sweet potatoes, you know, and, and brown rice and all this other stuff, and it's... Uh, you have to be on top of it, and with some people, you know, you have to babysit competitors. Yeah. You have to, you know, they want to be told how great they are, and I'm not that coach. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. Um, you know, I'm going to keep it real with you. You know, I, th- I think you're looking good. I'm going to tell you. You're doing a good job. I'll tell you. You know, I'm positive, but uh, there's too much, uh, you know, stroking the ego in this industry. Yeah. You know, oh, you're so great, and you're so this, and you're, you know, and you, and then you're putting false fantasies in their minds about how they're going to place. Yeah. You know, when I'm getting ready for show, and I'm, of course, I coach myself, and I'm looking at myself, I'm like, that's not good enough, man. Yeah. You're not good enough. That's not good. Let's keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And my wife is actually, you know, she'll do it to me, too. She'll be like, you need to be leaner. 
you need to be leaner. It's not lean enough. Yep. It's not lean enough. <laughs> you're posing. You need to work on that here. Yeah. In there. You know, and it's good because I need to hear that. You get so many people like your clients. They're not used to seeing that physique, and it's awesome. It makes you feel great. You know, like hey, you're looking great. You're looking so good. And yeah. But you need to keep going. Yep. It's just a it's a competition, and uh, they don't care about your journey. <laughs> your mom and dad's out there and your husband and wife, whatever. They're going to pick the best body up there that day. And uh, But, yeah, I would love for uh, people to work with me more in the off season so yep. I can learn their body. I yep. mean, even my people that will come back to me year in, year out just for shows. I mean, it's like I don't know what you've been eating the last nine months right. or eight months. And it's hard. It's hard to really yeah. pick apart. Well, and it's it's interesting, too, because you've got – in the industry, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's feast or famine, but it's definitely like, I need to get as many clients as I can, because you know, there are people that are like online that have like a thousand clients that are just, you know, even if they're full of it, they're still succeeding because they have it. But if they don't succeed, if they find a coach that works with them and tells them that they're pretty and they look great and they've Mm -hmm. lost all this weight and they look good and then they go to competition and they don't keep that coach because of that, well, that coach is still trained them on ego. So if that coach has spent two years telling him, like, oh, well, you just look fantastic. It's like, well, I look fantastic, but now I can't get on stage and actually win. Yeah. It's like, and then they come to you, and you're like, dude, no. Like, you, you don't. You're not ready. I mean, you're, the coach you told me about, and I can't remember who, his name, but I thought it was awesome because you came in. Cause, and that's, this only means that you probably know that feeling, but it's like you came in like, dude, I look good. I'm beach ready. It's like, yeah, you might be beach ready, but you're not show ready. You're fat. Exactly. Like, you have fat on you. It's like. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, no, you don't. I know you don't. And so one, that means that you have to know what that feeling feels like because it's got to suck. And two, like, you know that people need to hear that stuff, but trainers out there probably they just wanna, to... Just they want to wanna make the money. Yeah, they want to make the money so they're not being honest. They're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what this industry has got to. Back in the day when I first started competing in 2001, man, there was like a handful of coaches. There's two guys probably in the gym. They're older guys, and they would take you under their wing if they thought you were had potential yeah and they would uh you know they would teach you it was awesome like my first amazing that was, they would actually teach you something yeah. <laughs> eddie Sargent, man eddie Sargent in 2001 and he didn't charge me anything he kicked my ass on leg day man oh my god he's he's big guy 260 pounds here i am you know uh, like 200 i compete like 163 i was a skinny little middleweight and uh he instilled in me that that hard work and you know the constant uh, practicing the posing and everything else and uh, but yeah back in the day man there's only a couple yeah there wasn't any online stuff yeah showing my pictures showing my ass uh-huh. showing my biceps <laughs> you know and I, I progress pictures are good but it's changed so much man if we if we want to do pictures and your coach is far away you would take like some Polaroids or something and you would like you know overnight them oh jeez you know. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's changed so much. And you want to be honest, yeah, you know, and, and tell them and not just go after, you know. I'm blessed because I have a lot of personal training clients, so I don't need the money from competitors. Right. Some people think, oh, yeah, it's such a big – to me, it's because I enjoy doing it. It's not because of the money. Yeah. I could charge so much more per month. My rate is very low compared to a lot and I've been doing it for 18 years and it's uh it's just more of an enjoyment thing for me 
more than money. Right. And uh, especially if someone trains with me and they're doing a competition, I enjoy that a lot because I get to see them every day. Yeah. And help them, you know, achieve their goal. But if you're not placing high, you got to change some shit, man. Yeah. I mean. Exactly. Who cares if they tell you how good you are? If you're not, I'm sorry, but the way I look at second place is the first loser. Yeah. And I've been there many times. Yeah. Many times. I mean, I. You're not not shaming somebody. It's just like, that's the mentality you have to have. I mean, you're in a sport where it is literally all about ego. It is. Like, as much as you don't want to talk about it, as much as you want to be like, no, the reason that I do this, you want your body to look amazing. Phil Heath doesn't look like a goddamn monster because he just like felt like, ah, you know what I want to do one day is be 300 pounds at 5'10 or whatever he is. Like, no, he went out there and was like, I want to be the best at everything I do. I want to look like I'm the best and I want people to know I'm the best walking down the street. And that's the mentality that you have to have. And you have a lot of people in your gym that feel like that. I mean, you've got a lot of people that they want to get healthy. That's their goal. They want to look good when they go outside. I mean, I think Doc says the best when she's like, you want to look good naked. Like <laughs> that, That's really it. It really is. Because that's, I mean, that's, it, you know, you can say all you want about it. Like, no, what I really feel about this is like, no, you want to feel good. That's what you want to do. And whether that's, you know, working out constantly, whether that's in competition, whether that's work, no matter what it is, you want to feel good. And a lot of people associate feeling good with how their body feels because they should, because that's not only health, but I mean, you see it in the mirror every single day. And you're, especially now, you're compared to every single person on Instagram that you could possibly imagine. That's like, okay, I just want to look better. And people come into the gym, they do that, they get home, they feel better. Competitors are a different breed because now it's like, I'm willing to give up four months of my life, giving up what cheap meal a, a week to be in a competition where I can prove that I have the best body out of all these people. And if that's not ego, I don't know what is, but be proud of it because yeah. you actually have the ability to do that. You have the ability to be that good and that focused. It's all ego and, and you know, if you, if you like to compete, yeah. you know, and you like to beat others. I mean, I, I played basketball from five, you know, and then all the way through uh, at Avila. Yeah. Um, you know, a little NAI, NAI school, and I was always competitive with that, and I wanted something else to take that place. But I always wanted to just just beat the hell out of the next guy up there, you know? And yeah. That's my goal is to make the other guy on my right or left and make him look fat. Yep. And that's – I want to win, you know? I mean, if, if you're competing and you don't want to place first, you're, you're, you should not be doing it. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people, oh, you know, it's a bucket list thing. Man, fuck the bucket list. <laughs> That's my true feelings. Yeah. You should be doing this because you want to win. Yeah. You know, it's different. Like you said, from looking good on the beach or naked, you know, mm-hmm. we all want that. God, yeah. God, who doesn't? And, uh, but yeah, the, com- the competitors, man, I got a lot of good ones. And then I got some you just got to deep breath. <sighs> okay, we're going to okay. get through this. Get your cheese. Okay. okay. This okay. is fantastic. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> you look good, but... Yeah. Well, and one thing I do appreciate you saying, though, is like there are times where you have said, hey, you've got a while before you're going to be ready to compete. I mean, I know you've had that conversation with people. It's like, look, you know, you look good, but you've got a year to two years before you're ready to get into even a four-month session of oh, yeah. we're going to compete now. So the fact that you can do that says a lot about you rather than somebody paying, you know, $99.99 online and being like, all right, I'm ready to compete. And you're just being like, fantastic. I'm so excited for this. Don't eat anything except for steak and rice for three months mm-hmm. and work out every single day. And be miserable. And be miserable. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you need to enjoy the process. I always, 
tell my people to trust the process, but also to enjoy it. You know, I mean, this is temporary. The pain is going to be temporary. The hunger is going to be temporary. Enjoy it. I mean, you're blessed to be able to get up there and actually do this. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing 18 years, you know, in a row and, um, I probably shouldn't be up there with my my knee and I tore my rear right delt and I tore my chest. And well, you say that you just like won a competition. I know, <laughs> I know. And, and and yeah, I won in 2017. I won, uh, you know, the mayhem in 18, and we'll see what this year brings. But yeah, uh, but yeah I still enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, see what my body can do. Want to see? It's neat to see you do that and like to be somebody that. W- like trains with you and then to see you go through that. But it's also got to be as somebody who is a business owner who's trying to expand their business to see somebody like Ricky doing that. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, because, like, I follow her on Instagram. She seems to really fucking enjoy, like, the process. Like, the I don't think I've ever seen somebody so goddamn excited about having a, a muffin. <laughs> I know, she, she was, was the other day. She was so fucking pumped, man. Uh, Ricky has been a breath of fresh air into my business. She yeah. started off with my wife for her first show in 17. I was wondering how you guys all got they, connected. They linked up, and then um, she started asking about personal training, and I would mentioned something to my wife about I think she'd be a good fit. Yeah. And she has been the best trainer I've ever had. That's awesome. I mean, she is uh, passionate about it. She cares about people. Yeah. First and foremost, she cares about her clients. She knows all of my clients. She says hi to them, greets them, always in a good mood. She she just loves the the whole industry. Yeah. You know, and uh, she is her her mindset has changed from the first show to this show. And I kept because I see her every day, so yep. I'm able to say, "Hey, man, we got to get on this." And we, yep. why are you doing? You know, and she's like, "I want to win," and so I got excited. I was like. Okay. There we go. So we're not just doing this to do this. We're not doing this to be noticed. We're doing this because we want to go and win this damn thing. Yeah. So, and she's in better shape now than when she was 10 weeks out. Or she's in better shape at 10 weeks out now than she was like the day before the show. Last time she got fourth, oh, man. fourth in her very first one. <sighs> she had a ton of girls in her class. So, you know, I don't like to say where people are going to place. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of good girls. Yeah. But, I mean, I think she has a shot. Yep, definitely. Um, she's just, uh, she she's a grinder. Yeah, she's ready to work. Yeah, she terrifies me. The way that she works out, it's like, oh my god. She's like an energizer bunny. I know. It's like, yeah. So um, here's a hundred pound weight. Why don't you just run it over there to quick stop and then grab water and come back? It's like, no, I'm good. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When she gets people on the, I mean, and you've had me do that too, like the ropes and everything. I'm just looking like. This, I don't know how tall she is, but I just picture her as like, you know, somewhere around 5'3", yeah, 5'4". Five, like five, 5'1". Five, one. Five, one? Okay. Yeah. So it's like a 5'1 person that could kick my ass is how I look at her because she is, like, her workouts are just intense. I mean, you do the same thing. Like, you and I both know that I have a very different mentality about where I want to be as far as working out, what I want to work on. We've talked about that, like I said, earlier over four years. I look at her and I'm terrified. It's like, Toby, dude, save me, man. Don't, don't ever leave because <laughs> I'll have to work out with her. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, I mean, her clients, see, I mean, they gravitate, they gravitate towards that. It looks like they really appreciate that. Like, this is somebody who's going to get me in shape. The same way that clients gravitate towards you. So to see somebody like that working with you in your shop, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that means that what 
you have done is created a system or at least a, an environment where if the right trainer comes in, they're going to succeed. And that says a lot about you, not only as a trainer, but as a business person. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, I've gone through a lot of bad trainers. <laughs> I've learned along the way. I've seen a couple. Uh, a lot, a lot of <laughs> stole money from me yep. or, uh, you know, done shady stuff, you know, and there's not good people or good trainers. You know, I, you know, I had a bad, uh, I, didn't, I didn't judge their character. I yep. should have been harder and not just hired someone in, you know, like in the past. But uh, Ricky has been, yeah, awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm so happy with her performance as a person, a trainer, competitor. Yeah. I mean, she's just, you know, she's she just works her ass off. It's, it's like my wife. I mean, they just, you know, they're very sweet people. Yep. But when it comes to their workout, they just flip that switch and they become something else. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, where did this, you know. But, I mean, I think we all do that. We all have to flip that switch. Yeah. You know, because when I lift, I'm not like nice trainer Toby. You know, I'm just a, I'm a crazy son of a bitch. Yeah. And I'm going to do what it takes to grow some muscle and get leaner. And I think everyone that competes or even lifts, they have to go to that place. Yeah, they do. You know, and turn it on at least the best do like the people that are focused on that like crazy do like the people that are you know casual you know they're trying to get in shape they i don't think they necessarily know that gear and the only reason i know that is because of the way that i work out compared to like you and compared to like my brother because i consider when i'm working out i'm focused as can be like when i'm going through that that's why i get so pissed off when i hurt myself it's like i i wasn't focusing for one second and there. that one second is what hurt me like my shoulder I knew immediately it was like I was throwing the weight up and that's what jacked it up. I know that's the, the case. But you and it sounds like your wife and my brother when he was doing powerlifting, he had a different gear. Like that dude is just he's my height, but he's feel it's always seemed like he's twice as strong as me. And that's not, not being an older brother. I've seen him lift. He's insane. And like there was one time where I was helping him out and he was bent he was doing bench press. It was like when we first got to the gym. And he was doing his last set. He's like, just help me out when I need to. It's like, okay. And I barely, I barely touched the bar. And that allowed him to get up. But he was trying to do it himself. And he just like threw the weight back. And he's like, don't do that. My brother never talks to me like this. He is always, <laughs> he's been my protector. Yeah. He's always been like that. But I did that. And he was like, don't ever do that. And he walked away and he came back. He's like, I'm sorry I did that. It's like, but that's the gear you have yeah. to get into when you're doing what you, like when you're lifting that passion, that drive, that everything has to be pushed that way. I don't, like, I'm sure I have that gear, but I can't bring it up like he did, and I can't bring it up like you did. And there's something to that. I mean, the ability to just kind of get so focused on something where everything else disappears is something that I think is pretty incredible. And it sounds like you've got that. <laughs> I do, man. I, uh, it just comes from sports and, and wanting to win, but also, you know, to not let that set or, you know, those reps beat me. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, get to a certain number, and I'll do, you know, what it takes to get there. And uh, just, you know, I'm honest with myself. I know I need to improve on certain, you know, areas of my physique to keep doing well, especially at the national level. So, you know, I'm going to keep pushing and, you know, doing what I can, you know, at 42. But uh, – I like how you threw that in there. Just like, yeah, eh, 42. 42. <laughs> beating all those young ass bucks. I was <laughs> the second oldest guy. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's, uh, you, you do, you have to have another gear. Yeah. Another gear. You got to, um, 
like Kai Green was talking about it. You know, he's such a nice guy, but he's like, you know, if you don't think I have violent tendencies, you're fucking mistaken. Yeah. Because I can be a motherfucker. Yeah. And that's kind of the mindset that I go to. And probably clients would freak out if they saw that. But, like, I'm talking to myself. I'm yelling. I'm screaming in there. And mm-hmm. I just lock the doors. No one can hear me. Right. I mean, it, my wife sometimes. But she, when she first saw it, she's like, whoa. Yeah. Ooh. You know, like my old lifting partner, Travis. He was just that. <laughs> he would get freaking buck wild. But, uh, yeah, it, you just got to have that yeah. next level. I mean, like Hugh Jackman talks about that. It's like when he'd work out, he had to have the gym to himself because he was like, especially when he was do- training for Wolverine, it's like that, like that's intense exercise. I have to get to that point. So he's deadlifting, screaming. You know, he's working free weights and he's screaming because it's like, I have to get the Wolverine mentality, but it's also from me. So I have to balance that out. And that's freaky, but it's also ama- like, to know that you have that gear, because it's not second, it's not third. Like, that's like sixth gear. It's that gear that not all cars have, but the ones that really need to perform have. And that's pretty incredible. Wow. <laughs> it's just always been there, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's you know, just from lifting, you know, heavy-ass weights. And yep. now it's not so much heavy, but it's just, it's just almost like therapy, man. It's like, uh, like spiritual or something. It's just... Uh, it's so relieving to me to be able, if I don't lift, I'm kind of a grumpy asshole. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta have it, you know, it just takes the edge off and, uh, it makes me feel complete. It makes me feel, uh, you know, like I, like I did something that day. Yeah. I love training people, but I got to train myself too. Right. Well, it's, I do think it is therapeutic in some ways because I mean, you know that like when you're lifting, it's releasing chemicals. It's like pushing that, but Speaking of, you were talking about gear earlier, and I just mentioned chemicals. You are in an industry that everybody looks at you and looks at every other bodybuilder and thinks like, that's really neat that they do that, but steroids. Oh, yeah. And you've been, I, we've talked about that. You've been called out on it, like in the, uh, the movie theater where your wife heard somebody say like, oh, I could do that if I was on steroids. Yeah, that, that dude, <laughs> uh, what do you say? My, well, I, I, I walked off to go get something to eat. And the girl was like, yeah, the guy's huge. <laughs> the wife heard it, and the guy's like, well, you know, if I took everything that he took, I'd be huge too. Yeah. Or he says something that's all steroids. Well, you know. And it's, it's so weird because it's, there's, it's a two-fold argument. It's like, okay, so first of all, steroids are prevalent in bodybuilding. I mean, almost every, like from uh, Dorian Yates to Man, Schwarzenegger. Man, you don't think they're prevalent? Oh, yeah. you got to be on crack. Yeah, exactly. There's no way that men are walking around, No, that's a know, di- <laughs> I think, that jacked. Yeah, I hate to keep bringing him up, but, like, I listen to him constantly, but it's like Joe Rogan talks about, like, that's a different kind of human. It like, is. that's, you're not a human anymore because you're taking other stuff. But at the same time, there's two arguments of that. It's like, one, you can't just put steroids in you and sit around and think that you're going to be gigantic like steroids are for recovery so basically what it allows you to do is to take them work out take them again work out again it's like it's just constant recovery as opposed to what you are now where you have to like sit around wait for your body to recover that's why you're sore and then you go work out again it's like they allow you to just build and build and build so these guys that people are bitching about like oh well he's on steroids like maybe but he works out constantly you don't just, like, put oh. those in your system and you grow. <laughs> there are so many guys at the gym 
that will just come up and tell me their cycles or whatever. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know what that is. I don't know, you know, whatever. But they look the same year in, year out. Yeah. You get big from eating. Yeah. You have to eat a tremendous amount of food. You got to train your ass off. Yeah. That's the difference. That's where you're going to see the freaky physiques. Um, yeah, it drives me nuts because people will be like, yeah, you know, uh, I take TRT, but I don't take steroids. You dumbass. You're putting <laughs> testosterone in. You're on steroids. Exactly. What do you think steroids are? Yeah. What do you, people, they're so, uh, they're not educated on it. No. And I think, I do think that like TRT makes the most sense. And for those who are listening, who don't know what that is. It's testosterone replacement therapy. But TRT makes sense because it's like, I had it. It's going away because I'm getting older. Yeah. So I'm just replacing what I had before so that I have the ability, you know, I basically have the same, uh, I guess, physiological or biological makeup that I used to. Right. To me, that makes sense. But when people are putting, like, trend in their system and they're throwing all these other chemicals, like, what's the what's the one that Rich Piana got? Uh, what was he putting in his system? It was basically, like, fat in the muscle. Oh, was he putting the collagen in? Is that what you're talking about? It might be yeah. that. I thought it was something else, but it was basically just, like, to, oil. Like a synthol? Yeah. But it wasn't synthol. No. It, was, uh, it might have been collagen. Yeah. He's going down to Mexico for that. That was but more permanent rather than the uh, the synthol or whatever. Yeah. The synthol is basically just a uh, an oil. Yeah, which is terrifying. Expands the, the fascia. Yeah. And allows that muscle to grow bigger. Well, and if you look up like YouTube synthol, it's just like all these guys that are like skinny is like they're Michael Sarah skinny, mm-hmm. and they've got like these giant biceps because they've just been straight and guys injecting. are taking. Uh, like MCT oil, the guys down in Mexico and stuff, yeah. they're taking that or they're taking just like any kind of oil they find Ugh, and just <laughs> injecting that shit. That's why it looks horrible. Oh, man. Yeah, that's it's, terrifying to me. But, I mean, it goes back even to Dorian's, you know, days. Guys were doing that. They were doing that in Essaclean. They are doing that right before they get on stage. They pump that into the muscle. Essaclean? Yeah, it'd give a little inflammation. Yeah, wow. it was just basically uh, it would get the muscle inflamed. Mm. And they would do that so it would make it look bigger. Oh, there's so much shit I can tell you, man. It was, it's it's <laughs> terrifying. It's fucking terrifying. Pharmaceuticals 101. Oh, she- it's crazy, man, yeah. because, uh, yeah, I mean, people are so unhealthy, you know, with, yeah. this, with this competing thing. And you can do it health-wise. I mean, you could be healthy and, and, and compete. But you need probably a coach to help you and guide you, someone who's done it. Yeah. And knows you know the real deal not some just internet guru but someone who's actually in the trenches yeah well i like that like i think keelan is in one of the ones where you have to like one be tested oh yeah and then you have to natural yeah and you have to go through um don't they do a lie detector they do a lie detector that's a bunch of bullshit (laughs) like a hundred times everybody fails it because you know you're laughing and shit you know they ask you crazy questions like how many times you cheated on your husband or something like that you know whoa it's like stupid shit (laughs) But, no, they do a P-test, and that will tell right away. Yeah. But the rumor in that natural organization is that even some of these judges are giving what's called Anavar. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an oral steroid. It gets in and out of your system within probably 24 to 48 hours. Oh, jeez. And they're on that, and they're dropping it out. So just because you're saying you're natural doesn't mean that you are. Not you natty? Know? Yeah. You're rich piano natty? So Yeah, you're rich, <laughs> rich piano natty. But, yeah, I mean, I would say most of those – competitors that are you know in there are natural yeah you can tell the difference you know between yeah the different organizations i mean it's just a bigger look denser yeah more 3d but you're right i mean it's used for recovery yep um 
but yeah, you get that a lot of, well, you know, I take T3, you know, for my thyroid, and then I take estrogen, and this just a little bit of progesterone and <laughs> testosterone, but I don't take any steroids. Like, you dumbass, Dude. you are using all <laughs> kinds of shit that people use to get cut and to gain muscle. <laughs> you are on all the shit. Yeah. So, But I've got so a doctor's cool. note. But I got a doctor's note. <laughs> well, so the rest of the uh-huh. 300-pound, yeah. 5'8 guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, man. It's a trip. Yeah. Well, and that's it's what makes it an interesting industry. Like, the fact that bodybuilding just kind of accepts, like, okay, so we've got this person that has this, this person that has this. It's like, but, you know... If you just deal with a normal business, you don't see that at all. Like, there's nobody that's an accountant that's like, yeah, I needed TRT in order to, like, make the numbers better. (laughs) Oh, it's crazy, man. Yeah. And that's – and again, like, you see this in the UFC. You see this in the NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball. Obviously, has had a wonderful history of steroids. But it's got to be interesting in an industry where you're looking at other sports or you're looking at other – you know, competitive arenas, I should say. And you're saying like, okay, so busted, 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 busted. Our industry would be nothing if we didn't have it. Yeah. What a weird thing to have to say. Very weird. That's why I'll never go mainstream. Yeah. Oh, that because makes sense. there's no regulation. And the thing is, if all these guys that were, you know, doing, you know, the Mr. Olympia, they were natural and everyone was natural across the board, they would still be champions. Yeah. Because it's in their genetics. Right. You know, and, and the amounts of food they eat and their training. But it's like you go to, you know, the organization and you go to NPC and they're like, well, in order to compete here, a lot of coaches will, will even say that. Well, if you're going to compete in the NPC, you got to do this, 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 and this. <laughs> I've had guys do the NPC, guys and girls that are 100% natural. You know, really? Keith Keelan's done the NPC. He plays. Oh, wow. He won Masters and then he plays fifth. That was his very first show. And he plays fifth in the Open, which is amazing because yeah. he's 100% natural. And so, you know, there, there's all kind of kinds of guys and girls that will go in there and win, and they'll be natural. There's just different genetics. People can't yeah. understand. Hey, this guy actually might have better fucking genetics. <laughs> That's just how it is. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the only story you have to hear about Keelan and his genetics is, is the ketchup story. Uh, he loves fucking can you tell? Can you talk about the ketchup story? Because that I just laugh my ass off every time I hear about it. Because he's like he's obviously so gifted genetically. He's got like small waist. His shoulders are broad. He's got an amazing body. But just tell like, can you tell a little bit about the ketchup I story? I won't tell too much. But I, <laughs> I found out that he yeah he likes barbecue sauce because I train his buddies mm. too now. So I'm finding out oh, all nice. kinds of Keelan stories. <laughs> but at least he's sticking with the mustard because he had like a like 50 kinds of mustards in his oh. refrigerator. So, I mean, that's good. He sounds like every college student. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is – he and, and I love working with everybody, but him by far, he is the most loyal uh, uh, client I've had. But he, besides that, he's a good man, and he's a good husband, and a good father. He's everything that, you know, I'm trying to be, yeah. you know, and he's uh, he's just uh, been a blessing for me to work with. That's awesome. Yeah, he is. He is. Just, he's the epitome of what every competitor. Did. He will not bitch. He will not moan. He will not complain. Yeah, he's dead. He has a full time job and then he's training before and after. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy loves it. He's just ate up with it, but he never bitches. Well, imagine like it's amazing to me that he does all of that. 
and succeeds. Yeah. What an amazing thing that he doesn't bitch and moan. He doesn't complain. He loves his life. Obviously, he has, he's a good family man, and he does everything that he possibly can. And lo and behold, he succeeds. Good guys win. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it, when you have the ability to say, like, you know, you're going to section off your life, and you're going to say, like, I'm going to, when I work, I'm going to work my ass off. When I work out, I'm going to work out like crazy. When I'm with my family, I'm going to be with my family, and it's going to be family time. Like, it's, it's that discipline that seems to be the difference between the average human who's just trying to, you know, make it nine to five and do what they need to do and people like that who absolutely succeed and it seems like everything that they do, but you don't understand what it takes until you have that mindset. And I'm glad that you found it, man, because I, I, can't, I can't count the number of times that you've either laughed talked highly about or just like seemed very proud of the fact that like he succeeds. Like when I was talking to you in your in the gym about like I think I was weighing in or something and it probably wasn't going well so I was trying to distract you. Uh, <laughs> and, and I looked at the picture on the wall and I was like that guy looks like Keelan. Like there was this like swelling like yeah. It is. That, that's that's my guy. <laughs> oh, very proud. Man. Very proud. Yeah, it's uh you know second best in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, is what he plays. You know, his last <sighs> show. I mean, in the world, in yeah. his organization, um, there's only one more place to go. He's yeah, the first. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's uh, he he is the one that can come to me and be like, "All right, coach." He always calls me coach. Uh, <laughs> That's almost, awesome. We're almost the same age, but he's like, "Coach, I'm ready to go." You know, and I I, I check in with him every once in a while. Say he's doing. He does his own off season. Yep. But I know at 12 weeks. I'm going to get everything I need out of that guy. Yep. Everything I need. I don't have to babysit. I don't say, hey, are you eating this? Are you drinking this? He's on it. That's awesome. He is on it 100%. He wants to do well. Yeah. And it's it's just refreshing, you know. And, you know, I got a lot of other good ones, but uh, he's just uh, he's just different. Yeah. So it, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Andy Reid appreciates all the players on his team, but something about Pat Mahomes also makes him pretty happy. Pretty much, yeah. That's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. And, you know, uh, you know, and then the, the two guys I'm working with right now that are his friends have the same mentality. Yeah. You know, and uh, one is just uh, he's dropped 50 pounds uh, in, like, the last probably – 10 weeks. Oh, jeez. And the other guy is just a genetic freak. Yeah. The next coming of Keelan. <laughs> but he has better genetics than I've ever worked with. Oh, wow. This, this guy is like, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but he's just uh, – I've seen some of the pictures on your wall, and you've got some people that have good genetics, so this that's is, – This is freaky. This is – yeah, he's – this guy is – you know, he'll probably compete at probably 175, 180. He'll look like he's 200, 205 on stage. Just round muscle bellies, the waist of a freaking, you know, 15-year-old girl, you know. And <laughs> freak of nature. That's yeah. awesome. So it's it's going to be fun, man. And, you know, I think Ricky's going to do well. My wife has a girl that's doing it. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a good time. Well, it's fun to see, like, so for people who are listening, like, I don't have video yet. I'm working on it, but I don't have video yet. But it's funny to see you talk about, that 
Because, like, that's where I can see the excitement because you're, like, rubbing your hands together. You can tell, like, you got a little sway in you. I mean, that's neat because you can see, like, when people are actually not only physical specimens but people who are willing to work. Like, you're excited about working with those. And that has to be something pretty cool to just know that that's your life. Like, I chose something where every single day that I wake up, I'm motivated. I'm so blessed, man. Yeah. To do something. Because, you know, I, I did, like, Three years of college, I didn't know what the what I wanted to do, wanted to be. You know, I thought I wanted to be a teacher like my parents. Yep. Saw one of their classes, I was like, "Fuck no, I ain't doing that." <laughs> uh, you know, I want to be a coach, but I mean, I get a coach this way. You know, like my dad, he was he was my high school basketball coach, so uh, I get a coach, but it's in a different format. You know, it's yep. different. But man, I'm so blessed. And besides the competitors, the, the main thing that I'm proud of is I got awesome clients that yeah. I see every day like you and Nikki and Nick and Shannon and Doc you know Doc's been with me forever and you know she's another one that is just runs a business and she just is in there you know with me three days a week and then she does another three on her own yeah 55 years old Oh, she's a badass. She's a crazy. Total ba- she, she is crazy. I love she's her. a total badass. Yeah. And I mean, she'll come in. It's like some of those mornings where she's come in and, you know, she just looks a little off for about five yeah. minutes. She was like, she's or, like dead. Like, like what's going man. on? It's like, oh, I had to come in at 2.30 to take care of this dog or this cat. It's like, well, couldn't you, like, couldn't you have had somebody else do it? Yeah, they wouldn't have done it right. And then 10 minutes in, she's telling stories about, like, whatever you know, books she's reading, podcasts she's listened to, you know, movies she watched the other day, series, whatever it is. It's like she is one of the most incredible people that I've ever seen because she is just constantly doc outside of pre-ab workout. Yeah. Like she does abs every single time she comes in. By the time she's done with abs, she turns into doc. Yeah. It's kind of like you're flipping that switch a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. It's like she gets that like. <laughs> she's alive. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome to see that because not only like, you know, we say she's 55, whatever it is, but, like, you can tell that mentality has probably been there for a long time. Yeah. And she's, I mean, you've known her for how long? Oh, gosh. Over at the old gym, we're probably going on probably five years. Yeah. Five, six years. So, I mean, and she's competed, so she has that mentality. She's there every day unless she is ridiculously sick, like, this week. Yeah. But, I mean, she's she's incredible, and she, you know, is an not only is she like a consummate professional, but she's an actual professional. She's a veterinarian, so she works a clinic where you said you've been in, and oh, it's so busy. ridiculously busy. So she's just on constantly, which is probably good because she seems like she has the energy to be that way. But clients like that, not only because of the, com- the um, competitor in her, but a client like that that is that devoted to what she does, you know, Somebody like me, like I said, I'm not going to say I'm the perfect client, but somebody like me appreciates everything that you do because of how you do it, and it's an advertisement to everybody else to just walk into our hour at you know Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 a.m. to see 30 minutes in, people are woken up, they're ready to go, they're in their workout, and there's laughter, there's stories, there's most of the time something inappropriate going on. <laughs> not horribly inappropriate, <laughs> just like an inappropriate story. that hour. Oh, yeah, but it's it's fun and it's like this is like you did this like you built that that's got to be something pretty amazing it is it's sometimes fun to sit back even like on a like a saturday when we have like 20 people close to 20 in their total yeah well it's like just to give people that are listening to it a a second i'm sorry to interrupt you but your saturdays aren't 
like just people who come in on Saturday. Like sometimes this is me, like, dude, I was out of town all week and I come in on Saturday. Like this is sometimes a mix of different personalities. So go ahead. Oh, it's yeah, we'll have I'll have like maybe I'll have anywhere between, you know, ten to fifteen in there and Ricky will have a couple. And then you got, you know, me and her, of course, that's taking up room and it's just packed. But it, it's fun. It's a great atmosphere and everyone's getting along and it's cool for me as an owner to see all the different personalities and they're all supporting each other, having fun, poking mm-hmm. fun at each other, you know, <laughs> just, uh, you know, just cracking up, but, uh, it also getting the, getting the work in and it's just, it's cool to see that just to step back and just, you know, yeah. just take it all in. And I need to do more of that to, to realize, Hey, you started with one person in 07. Yeah. And now it's, you know, and that's crazy. Close to 80. Yeah, it's it's incredible, man. It's uh, I'm so blessed, and uh, you know, I, you always think of how you can do things better, you know. And I, I still, you know, want to get better at things that I do, and uh, it, it could be more. It, it could be even better, but uh, I just I don't know. It's just things have worked out for some reason. Just it's just clicked, especially yeah. the last like four or five years. To where it's just incredible. It's yeah. just like, what in the Because <laughs> the program I came from, I never thought it'd be duplicated. Yeah. And at one time, we had more clients than that program did, you know. And so, I mean, but I would say, you know, probably in Kansas City, we're, we're probably one of the, you know, biggest client base. Yeah. As far as seeing people in person. Right. You know, with the one-on-one training and the tandem and the group. But, uh, you know, we're just trying to get better, you know. Mm-hmm. We can get better. Yeah. But uh, it's just it's – just, I would like to have some, you know, some more trainers. and. Oh, yeah. You know. But then you got to expand your space, man. You're getting <sighs> too successful. At least time it's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to wait for that, uh, that place next door to go out. You yeah. expand there and get a few more trainers on that side. Man, I wish. <laughs> I've already had dreams about that. <laughs> Put in more equipment and cardio and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff, make it into – accessible you know 24 hours a day and stuff like that yeah so i mean you're so you're a trainer you said you're 42 like you're you know i'm 32 so speaking from that side though i mean you're still a young man when it comes to a career and especially this career where you're passionate about this you see it in your eyes you know that's the case when you're talking about the future when you're talking about what you want to do What's what's the ultimate goal? Like, if if Schultz Athletics takes off and everything takes off, but elite personal training is still there, what's elite personal training look like in ten years if everything is perfect for Toby? Ten years, probably like seven or eight trainers, close to two hundred clients, a couple locations, not big, just what we have now, a couple, yep. um, maybe even still Unity Village. Um, you know, I don't have to be involved as much take a step back um i would love if one of my kids would get involved yeah you know and really wanted to do it my daughter started working out a couple weeks ago and she was always like anti-working out anti-personal training you know blah 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 and then we were driving home yesterday and she goes dad i think it might be cool to be a personal trainer I was like, what the hell? Your heart just goes yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> and it's, it's just, I'm just planting that seed, and it's just, I can see it growing. Yeah. She's seeing her body change. She gets stronger for track. And, uh, yeah, I would love to see my, my kids involved in some way. That would be my ultimate goal, just to have my family involved. Yeah. You know, 
uh, it would be just amazing. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, like, when you think about a family business, normally people are like, okay, well, somebody opens a restaurant, it's a family business. Somebody opens a, a, a retail shop, it's a family business. You don't, like, unless I'm mistaken and just am not bringing it up or haven't seen it, like, there's never been a, a, a sitcom about this family business personal training place. <laughs> so, but, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world because it's like if you're training with somebody like you, like, it would make all the sense in the world to if your kids have your personality to bring them in and be able to work that through. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. And what I like about what you said was you weren't talking about, like, a mega complex or Schultz yeah. Athletics and this is what we do. Those all I, fail. Yeah, exactly, and you've seen that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the fact that, like, one, your daughter is interested is just cool as shit, but two, the fact that you know your business and you're, you're honest about it. It's not like, yeah, I want this to be this huge complex and everything's working out. It's, no, I don't want that. What I want is something that makes, and I'm sorry that I'm looking down here because it's, I just had, like, my computer blow up, but <laughs> the fact that you're saying, like, what succeeded, like, what's succeeding now works and if my family can be more involved fantastic i mean you're you talk about your family all the time it's awesome that that seems to be the the ultimate goal and if they go on and do other stuff fantastic but the fact that they're even interested is pretty neat because there are a lot of parents that you know they'll be so involved in something that their kids are like i never want my i never want to be this i mean i know somebody very close to me that's like you know as far as real estate goes with what i do it's like they're like nope my parent were, you know, they were always out. They always had to leave, like, in the middle of dinner to show a house. I never want to have that, so I, I don't want to be a realtor. If your kids are loving what you do, that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't want to force anything on them. No. Like, I love my dad, but I felt like he forced a lot of, you know, like basketball on me. Yep. You know, and I ended up, you know, getting a scholarship, going to Avila, and it was, it was good. But it was like basketball, 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 basketball. And it was just like, I'm not, I, I parent different than him. I said, yep. my, my wife's a bigger hard ass than <laughs> I am. And growing up, my dad was like militant. Yep. You know, he's this little, little German guy that's, you know, you even look at him wrong, he's going to bust your ass. Yeah. And that's, you know, we grew up pretty strict. <laughs> and my mom is very sweet, you know, and, you know, but uh, they're both great parents. But, uh, no, I decided to, you know, hey, what my ki if my kids want to do this, you know, I'm going to support them. Yep. You know, I'm not going to push anything. I'll suggest it if you want to do this. You know, you're running track. You might want to lift some weights. get stronger. They made her lift weights anyways. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, well, I want to come with you. And then now she's just like, wow, I'm starting to see my legs change and I'm getting some abs and yeah. my arms. And that is motivating as shit. Like, she's kind of <laughs> like it. Yeah. And then she's like, I really like the people I, I lift with. You guys seem to have so much fun. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. what I do all day long. Yeah, I have fun all day long because of that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you, some days are better than others, but. Oh, sure. You're going to have, you know, those yeah. rough days. You, you know, not every client you're going to get along with. There's some personalities, you know, where it's just, it just doesn't work. It's very rare, but, you know, there's there's some people who come in and try to dictate my workout. And <laughs> you came to me for Egg. my advice, okay? So, no, it's going to be my workout, what I want you to do. You want it come to me if you already had it figured out. Exactly. So, you know, I don't go to the doctor telling her what to do or the dentist or the barber or whatever. You know, I mean, I'm asking you, hey, take care of me. That's yeah. what I'm paying you for. You might want to tell the barber what to do, though. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's true. 
My barber's too busy <laughs> telling me dirty jokes. <laughs> Nasty jokes. That's but, awesome. Yeah, man. No, it's a. Uh, it is. It's weird how quickly you can go from just like, yeah, I'm working out to get healthy to like, ooh, this is fun. Because I remember I came to you one day and I was like, dude, look at this. And I remember just like flexing into you with your legs. I had to be like, that's cute. But like I flexed my legs for the first time and I had like a quadricep, which I always was assumed was just like one big pad. And that was it. And I came and one day I was just like flexing. I was like, it looks like the teardrop thing. I see that. It's not great. It still needs improvement. But holy shit, that's two. That's two different parts. And I came to you and told you that and you're like, Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Alex. Actually, we have four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still can't count, but you know, I saw that. I was fine. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's it's motivating when you see that. So especially with somebody like her, she's young. She's been around you and your wife forever, and she's now kind of finally coming into the point where it's making a difference. That's got to be cool to see. One is like a trainer, but two, especially as a parent, like oh, yeah. yes, it's the dad part. Of yeah. Like, <laughs> She's really buying into this. Uh huh. You know, I've been talking to her about this for three or four years, pretty serious. And she's, you know, I don't force her to go. She's one to go. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then usually she just comes on Thursdays, and now she's like, I want to come on Monday too. Nice. Okay. All right. Go. Yeah. One well, as a dad, that's got to be cool too, because that's one more connection to your kid. Yeah. Like, because you know, we've you and I have talked about it for a while now. It's like you know the the daughter relationship is always like okay what are we going to do here how are we going to do this we got to make connections even with sons it's like we have to make different connections we have to figure out all of this different stuff that's going on because they're growing up they're experiencing new things it's like but you have to keep them you know you have to keep them close you want them to always know that they can come to you for anything and so that extra connection has to mean so much you're, you're so right man and as she's getting older you know and you know how teenagers are we're all there and go do their own thing. I was a perfect right. fucking angel, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, right, buddy. Ask your mom about that. Uh, yeah, I just, I want to have that that bond with her, and we were always just real close, you know, when she was little. Yeah. You know, and she was this, you know, big daddy's girl, and then as she's gotten older, she kind of drifted away. But I see with this lifting thing, you know, she's starting to. Mm-hmm besides she knows she can get over on me she always asks me to do shit uh-huh. and for money and mom's like no <laughs> don't ask me for anything I don't have yeah, so. <laughs> you're like okay i guess i might be able to do something well she's so cute man just, <laughs> you know it's hard to say no yeah you know teacher, but it's hard yeah but yeah it's easier with the boys oh yeah i don't know exactly yet because i've only got you know coming up on four years, I guess three and a half technically, but the dynamic between like the two boys, it, it's crazy. So I can't imagine having like three in the house and four total. I, I, w- I don't know how I'd handle it because like our two are, you know, basically three years apart, like two and a half years apart, something like that. And the differences between them now and like just knowing Connor being the oldest, like him growing up, he's completely fucking different than Archer. Like, there are similarities in looks. And outside of that, not a ton that's that's similar. And it's freaking me out. It's like, did I sign myself up to, like, have... Are they just going to, like, fight all the time because they're so different? All right, we're going to take a, a quick break. All right, we're back. So, quick, quick pause. Um, so, 
What I was saying was um, the differences between those two are just incredible, and that's two. You have four. How do you deal? Like, just as a dad, like, it, it's weird because, like, I don't ever mean to, but I am 100% sure, like, even though, you know, Archer's a baby and Connor's uh, three and a half, it's like, I know I still, like, treat them differently because of, like, just who they are, and I know I probably handle Archer differently than I did Connor. You have four. How do you deal with that? Like, th that's almost like having, you know, multiple personalities. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's harder for you because yours are so close together. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Jay, my oldest, is 22. Yep. Um, and then Olivia is 15. So there's seven years there. And then there's another seven years to Aiden. So there's been gaps, which has helped us. Yep. Know? And uh, so, you know, I, uh, I had joint custody of Jameson, you know, with his mom. Yeah. So he would be there on weekends and Wednesdays or whatever for the majority of the time when we had Olivia. Yeah. And then he got older and, you know, he has his own place and he's engaged and a baby. And so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm grandpa. <laughs> so, uh, you, I, I notice you, uh, you have that proud part, but you're like, I don't care about I love Layla. She's beautiful. She is, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's weird because, you know, I had him at 19. Yeah. Know, it was a shock, you know, to me and his mom. We're in college. And then, uh, you know, it, for him, you know, he, you know, he's 22, you know, he waited longer than I did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's different. Um, I'm so proud of him because yeah. he is taking care of his family and he's making good money and, uh, you know, they got their first place, you know. Where's that come from? Oh, maybe dad. <laughs> maybe, maybe, Jay, if you're listening, you should have been around dad more. <laughs> but uh, he's a good, good, good uh young man and yeah. uh he's just turned into uh everything i hope for yep. you know he's just taking care of his family and he's uh he's so good with his little brothers and his sister and uh so but i mean getting back to the point i, I think it's it's harder for you guys because they're so close together like aiden and asher mm -hmm. they battle yeah like you got almost a four-year-old and an eight-year-old and they argue and fight over everything and it's so annoying <laughs> and, uh, the the four year old is beating up on the eight year old because Asher's a thug. Uh, Aiden's sweet and nice, and he takes a lot of crap. But uh, you know, and then Olivia, you know, Olivia is is easier. I mean, she has her own, you know, the hormonal thing at fifteen. Yeah. But the boys are the boys are are fun. Yeah. They're fun right now. Yeah. I mean, I have a blast. Well, you've got to have like uh, having a girl too. You also have to have that like dad mentality. Like you know, my girl's fifteen and. Piss me off, like exactly. Ass. Oh yeah, like I'm just coming up with a script for how many people, like <laughs> what I'm gonna tell this poor kid that comes over to date my daughter, like how I'm gonna terrify him. I only got one speech when I was growing up. I got one speech. It was the girl I took to prom my junior year. I'm just like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. Like, dude, I'm in <laughs> choir. <laughs> 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 You're really? About. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just like to me, like I, I'm like it's not that I wouldn't have loved a daughter just as much as the boys, but it's just one of those like, oh fuck, 
I'm so happy. Like, it's probably like the rest of the world with my dad. It's like the world thanks God that my dad didn't have a girl because he would have been the worst dad to, like, ever meet. <laughs> probably would be in a, you know, seminary or whatever it is. Like, I'd be a nun at this point. So he's like, yeah, I'm not Catholic, but go over there. No, it's not happening. You're never dating ever. So I can't imagine being the son of a daughter, or the father of a daughter who is 15. <laughs> oh yeah, the little boys, you know that, you know, like her and the just the drama with her friends and everything else. It sucks the life out, and you just try to be there for <laughs> for her, and it's just like, man, boys don't have it. Boys are just like this. Say how it is. Yep. There's no drama usually, and uh, thank God I just have one daughter. <laughs> man, I'm already losing my hair, getting gray. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I am so happy. I have three boys and one girl. But at least you're jacked as shit. So, like, when the boys come over, you're at least going to be intimidating. They all say that to her, but they still try to talk to her. What's oh, she yeah. Say? They try to holler at me. I was like, what does that mean? Well, they're they're trying to talk to me, but kind of like dating. They have different lingo and shit. I don't understand half of it. Yeah. You know, That's so. because we're old. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? Either you're going to date this person or not, and we're, we're, just, we're, we're just talking. So I was like, okay, whatever. It's stressful. <laughs> and, yeah, and, you know, she has the body of a little woman, and she wants to wear things that I don't approve of, and, yeah, that's stressful. Yeah, that's not – that cannot be fun. No. 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 I uh, Like I said, I – Count your blessings. You have two boys. Yeah, I know. And I'm sure they're going to be – they'll put more gray in my hair than they already have, which, which is freaky at 32 to, like, look and just be like, <laughs> God damn it, are you shitting me? Yeah. And everybody's like, well, it's because you have two little ones. It's like, well, that doesn't fucking help my hair. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I have so many people, like, I, I feel very lucky because my, my dad has more hair. Like, all the pictures that you see of God where he has this, like, white flowing hair, that's my dad. Like, yeah. he just has this, like, massive mane of hair. And my uh, and it's always like, well, it's not that. It's not your dad. It's your mom's father. It's your it's your grand maternal grandfather. And uh, it's like, okay, he had hair too. I don't know if I'm gonna survive that because I have two little boys. Like I can just picture them just like flying across the yard and just beating each other up. And I never had that. Like I said, my brother was always my protector. Yeah. Like probably five jokes in my lifetime that he's ever like done at my expense. That's it. Outside of that always there but we were 10 years apart like what the fuck do you do when they're two and a half years apart that's freaky i have no idea apparently what you do is you lose hair and it, or it goes gray they're gonna <laughs> battle yeah i see archer being the you know because connor seems real sweet you know he's your sweet you know, oh yeah he is but I, I see archer being this the you know he's kind of big and oh he's chunky <laughs> dude and he's he looks so much like me like they both look like me when i was an infant yeah but Connor always looked like me, but skinny. Archer looks like me because I was fat as fuck. So when I see that, it's just like, oh, my God, I have no idea what's going to happen. Because Connor, like, he's just brilliant. Like, and I say that knowing the bias, but, like, even at daycare, it's like, they always talk about it. It's like, yeah, he always calls out the answer before we can even complete it. Oh, she's really smart. Oh, ridiculously. And this is a kid that... Because I had him, and I was, like, concentrating on his diet and what he was like. I mean, you saw it. He was there when I was working out with you at first. 
It's like I was always concentrating on like making sure he had brain food, like brain and body, because yeah, he, he was, was premature. The best kid ever. In the oh world. yeah, he was All awesome. The kids were like that. Damn it, I would have <laughs> so much less stress. These kids were even older than he was, and they make the mess in the you know the office and all that. Yeah, he would just just put around and just do his thing, man. Yeah, eat his little uh, what was that he used to eat? The little cereal thing. Oh, the little puffs. Yeah. Puffs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big fan of. Oh, and Archer's an even bigger fan of puffs, as you can probably Archer imagine. Archer doesn't miss many meals. He doesn't miss any, and he gets mad if he does, man. But I mean, that's who Connor is, and then Archer seems to be along the same line. But again, he's just so freaking big, and he might start walking and just be good. But, whew, it's going to be fun. They're, they're definitely going to terrorize each other. I see many, many nights where it's like just waking up in the middle of the night because one of them people to, people's elbowed the other one. Connor, Connor better be ready. He better oh, yeah. practice his jiu-jitsu, man. <laughs> at least he's bigger. Like, he's such a nice kid, but at least he's going to be the taller one. He has the brains, though. He might be able to, you know, oh, yeah. manipulate Archer in some way. Oh, yeah. And he, like, he seems to be athletic. So he, he's running around the house. He's on his tiptoes all the time, just, like, screaming around the house. That's awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, it's going to be fun, but it's going to be weird because, like, Nikki had an older brother that was about that. They were very similar in age. I, I, I didn't. I have no idea what that's like. I'm excited to see what it's like, but I'm also like, ah, fuck, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a blast. Yeah. How, uh, how close in age were you and your brother? Uh, two years. Two years? Two years almost exactly. I'm October 17th. He's a 20th. It's almost two oh. years exactly. Oh, man, two my Libras in the house. Oh, yeah. We terrorized my mom, especially she, she said me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, my poor mother. Surprised, <laughs> surprised she still talks to me. Well, because you and your brother have personalities, ma'am. We, we have different personalities. Very different, but you have personalities. Yes, we have personalities. Yeah. And so one of the things we talked about, and I think this was a couple of weeks ago, um, going back to your your mom and dad, because like somebody who's listening on the po- or to the podcast isn't going to realize this, but you, you're maybe slightly darker complected than I am. <laughs> and we talked about this about two or three weeks ago yeah. where we were going to hit this because you have your, what, like full-blooded German dad. 100%. 100%. 100%. Kind of like Nikki's family. They're all, they're all. They're all German as can be. White is white man and blue eyes. Now he has gray hair, had blonde hair. Uh, yeah, his mom and dad. Yeah. And your mom is pretty similar to that. My mom, <laughs> yeah. Mom, her dad uh, immigrated from Haiti and married my grandmother, who's African American. So she yep. is half Haitian, half African American. Um, and yeah, combine that with my father. And then you make little Tobys and Scotts. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's we have a mix in there, man. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you know, and people will never, you know, see that. They they never guess. You know, I have clients. So you must be Italian, or you must be Mexican, or you just a white guy with a really good tan. No, no, no. <laughs> this is what I am, and they just look at me like they're shocked. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, most people don't give a damn. They're just like, whatever. That's yep. cool, man. Whatever, you know. But I have one client. I'm not going to say her name, but she keeps on thinking I'm Italian. <laughs> she keeps saying it for like 10 years now. Yeah. You're Italian, Toby. You're Italian. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, and then it'll go by a year and like, so, you know, that's, you have just such dark skin because, you, you know, your mom must be Italian. You're like, no. 
Not how this works, man. And then this girl, <laughs> this this client goes to my wife and goes, you know, Jennifer, you really need to tell Toby to stop going to the tanning beds. She's like, you dumbass. That's why how he's bored. <laughs> he doesn't have to. Just because you do doesn't mean he does. Yeah. It's so funny, man. And it's uh, yeah, but it's uh, you know, I'm proud of the German side. I'm proud of the Haitian and you know the black side, all of it. And uh, it's just made me who I am. And uh, you know, I definitely have a lot more white features than anything else. Mm. You know, I even did the Ancestry.com thing and. I you sent your back. DNA into the internet. Yeah, I did, man. Now they can track me forever. I know. You commit a crime or anybody commits a crime close to you, they're going to be like, that motherfucker, we, we'll just pull up Toby's shit. <laughs> Blame, it on that. Blame it on that, dude. It came back with 76% German. No shit. Yeah, and then the rest of mine wow. was like from uh, Congo and then all those little countries that are connected there. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, man, it was crazy. Crazy to get that back, seventy six percent. So I really pulled a lot from my father. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's my my little mix. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was interesting to me, and you know, obviously we're not gonna talk too deep about this just because of the situation. But you know, there was a part of the conversation that we had was, you know, your, you know, you know, you've got all of that ancestry, and you were having a conversation with somebody. It was like, I'm, you know, I've got the whitest of white and the darkest of dark, and yet that's who I am. That's what I am. That's what I am. That's why. That's what I look like. I mean, that's the reason nobody can pin what you look like on because it's like you've got the spectrum yeah. in your system. But somebody had that conversation with you, and then said, "Yeah, but I'd never let my daughter." Alex, if I could tell you, man, I get that. And that's what I want to talk about is oh, not necessarily crazy. just that conversation, but Overall. that idea that, you know, we're in 2019. Oh, racism's still there, man. And it's fucked up. It's crazy. You, you yeah. ought to, if you could be a fly on the wall and hear some of the stuff I hear, you know, and uh, well, I never, I mean, I, I, lie, I, mean, I don't have anything against black people, but I never let my, my daughter date one. <sighs> yeah, and like when they that. say one, one, that's got to be the most fucked up thing you could possibly hear. Yeah. It's like, one. Oh, here's the best. The best is, you know, we had some hip-hop playing or something, and a guy in the corner, the husband of a person I used to train, and he's in there, and he didn't think anybody could hear him. He's like, and he changed the station to something else. He's like, good, I'm tired of hearing that Jigaboo, Jigaboo music. Oh, and I was like, I was like, what the hell did he say? Did I, I need to hear some, I didn't think I heard it right. Yeah. But then he said it again, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I just want to bash this guy's face in. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but when I was done with him, it wasn't a thing of, hey, you going to sign up again? It was like, good. Get the fuck get out. Get the fuck out of my gym. Yeah. Um, and he knew what I was mixed with. He just didn't care. He's an asshole. But, uh, yeah, you hear uh, so much stuff, and it blows your mind. You're like, oh, yeah, he, he was cool for a, for a blackie, you know. Or, I mean, oh my god all kinds of crazy ah. <laughs> it's like we're in 2019 you know i mean it was happening about 15 16 17. i hear shit all the time and it's just like you almost when you're having a conversation with someone you just kind of cringe and my wife will do it too I'm like please don't say anything racist please don't say anything racist please don't say anything. you know what i yeah. mean oh yeah no i had it i literally had it ha like literally had it happen today where somebody i was i'm working with somebody on a project and i was like okay so 
um, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and then we need to figure out a way to, like, bring you in, and then we can talk. And he's like, yeah, I, uh, I, I was talking to this person, and, you know, it, they, they sounded black. And it's like, mm, okay, well, that, that's not fun. And then they revisited it less than a minute later, and they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, just kind of a, 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 a colored person sounding voice. It's like, oh, oh for fucks. And it's like, I, I need you to just shut the fuck up for about 15 days, and then I'm done with you. And outside of that, we're good. So, it, it, but it's just amazing to me that, like, one, I think, I do think there's a part of it that is generational. Yeah. Where, Definitely. Uh, and uh, I've heard, some, I can't remember who it was that said this, but it's like, it does seem like the positive of progressivism, which most people like try to push away from, but the positive of it is we're moving away from that stupid shit, like that racist, ridiculous element. But we still have to deal with that for quite some time because it is ingrained in people that are, you know, of a certain mantra. And you just have to... I don't want to say you have to grin and bear it, but you just know it's going to be there. You know it's coming. Yeah. You almost can feel it. Yeah. You know? And it's just like... It's like Bill Burr's joke, like, how do you know a black joke's coming? They look over their shoulders. Like, <laughs> nope, none over there. No black people over there. Here's the black joke. It's like, that's how you know it's coming, or the, the word, like, that horrible word. So, I mean, but somebody like you who, I mean, you're, you're everything. Yeah, they don't know what I am. Yeah. Okay. And... For somebody to, one, say it with you being there and them not having any idea who you are, but on the other side, they know who you are and still feel okay saying it. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. How do you deal with that and not just kill people? <laughs> I knew that that was, he was at the end of, this was like three years ago, he was at the end of his sessions and uh, his wife was completely different. Their daughter actually dated black men and was very, uh, you know, she's like guys that were colored. I mean, it could be uh, Mexican. It could be, she's like dark skin. Yeah. You know, and she would date those guys, but uh, he always had a problem with it, you know, and no one else did, but he did. So, I, you know, it's just a matter of time. Um, but you do hear little comments, you know, it's just here and there, and you just pray like, oh, God, please don't let this, you know, turn into something. Yep. That it shouldn't, <laughs> you know, because it's going to make it so awkward, because I will say something, and it's just like, uh, they they just, you know, assume, you know, well, you know, he has straight hair, um, you know, he has a little bit of color to his skin, he has a lot of white features, he talks white, Yeah, and that's who I was raised around, I mean, of course, I'm not going to have the slang or whatever, people like to say, there's a certain way a black person should talk, I mean, it's just, this is who I am. Yeah. So I'm going to talk the way I talk. Yeah, I talk like Toby. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, oh man, this is, you know, it's out there still. and But I see a difference with, like, my daughter and her friends, because she has white friends, black friends, yeah. Mus Muslim friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, she says it's not as prevalent, you know. Yeah. And it's it's changing. Um, yeah, and I don't see it with a lot of uh, – like the twenty-year-olds, I don't really see, and some like the thirty-year-olds, I really don't. Yeah. See that there, you know, and even a lot of people my age, I see it in the older, you know, fifties, sixties. Yeah. You know, I see it a lot there, you know, and I've heard so much stuff, man. Yeah. I had a guy 
uh, five years ago, come in. He's like, well, did you see so-and-so? Have you seen her? And I was like, yeah, she just got done with the show. And, well, I saw her at Applebee's with this black guy. And I go, yeah, yeah, she's dating, you know, so-and-so, you know. Yeah. And uh, I was like, is there a problem with that? And he's like, well, you know, if they get serious and they have babies, those babies won't know who they are. And if they should act white or act black. I go, Tom, have you met my mom? Yes. She is African-American and Haitian. My dad is white. Me and my brother are mixed. Do we have a fucking problem on... Anything? What we think or (laughs) which one do we pick? Oh, my God. I have to act white or I have to act black. I'm going to act my fucking self. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, and I mean, I had black friends, but I had a majority white friends. Yeah. That's who I grew up. I grew up in Independence. You know, there was a Samoan population. There was white. There was some black. Yeah. And that's who I was raised around, uh, you know, mainly white people. And that's, you know. I guess you want to say I act like one or the other, but I'm I'm just being myself. Right. And uh, people would just take individuals for who they are and not look at color. It'd be amazing. Slang or or whatever. Um, We'd be a lot happier. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, as far as the slang goes, that's always, to me, one of the funniest, like, comments. Like, well, they just had, you know, just slang. I can't believe they talk like that. It's like, bitch. If you took some of the words that you use right now and you we'll looked up have some of that. Yeah, if you looked up like where they came from, it would be everywhere. Like that would be the entire point of like that would be almost your entire vernacular is language that came from everywhere. And Bill Maher, I thought like I love listening to Bill Maher because I think we disagree on a significant number of things. But as far as, like, the PC police go, I think we are totally on the same page. And one of the things he said, and I thought it was great, he was talking about people getting too politically correct. And he used to host, like, Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher, and now it's, like, real time with Bill Maher. But he said this line, and I thought it was the perfect brand, like, perfect moment for this particular bit. He was, like, talking about all of these different points of view, and it's like, what do you think we are, some kind of melting pot? Like, oh, bitch, you nailed it. <laughs> like, you said exactly what everybody needed to say. Because, like, we're, like, you know, we might be tribal and we might try to go to, like, you know, one camp. We all try to retreat into, like, we're left or we're right or we're white or we're black. It's like, dude, you're in fucking America. This is the greatest experiment in all of mankind. There are so many people here that don't match each other. That's what you should embrace. That's, That's what, what you should great. love. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean... I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have anywhere else. You wouldn't have the opportunities that you have anywhere else. Like, this is America where you can just say, like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to try a podcast, and we'll see how that works out. And I can do it. I don't have to worry about it. You have, you know, you're a a mixed person, and you can go and just be like, yeah, I'm going to start a business. And nobody goes, hey, uh, are you from here? Like, well, let me tell you about my story. Nobody's going to fucking say that. That's the best thing about this country. And I just, one, I loved what he said. It's like, just let's go to the furthest edge of how ridiculous you're you're being and bringing it back. And then, like, you've had to deal with where people just think that they're getting away with something, and they're not because they're talking to somebody that's living that life. I mean, one, that has to be horribly frustrating. But two, it also has to be very freeing. Just be like, dude... That's what I am. Welcome I get, to America. I get a kick out of uh, calling 
them out or questioning them and making them think. That's no. crazy that you get a kick out of that. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> uh, are you that? But they change. They're like, oh, no, no, I didn't I mean didn't that. mean you. I'm not racist. I've no, got I black didn't. friends. Well, got, yeah, <laughs> my best friend's, my best friend's cousin's black. It's just like, all right, man, uh-huh. whatever. It's all good. But no, my, my current, like, people I work with, the current base is so, like, down to earth and cool. Yeah. They want to be there. They want to work hard, and uh, they support each other, and in good moods, and just just get after it, you know. Yeah. And and I like when like I don't know if any other trainer does this, you know, if they're not a coach, but I mean, I like when people text me and say, "Hey, am I eating? Th- am I doing this right? Am I doing this? Should I, you know, let's try the, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be a competitor to do all that and send me stuff. I mean, I love it. I want to try to get you to your goal yeah you know whatever that is and that's the main thing and you're right america is it's the greatest country on where earth where the fuck can you I'm, i have three <laughs> years of college and i'm running a business a successful business i take care yeah. of my kids and my wife i get a travel i get a you know if i want something i get it I'm yeah like, where in the where else can you do that nowhere and have the freedom of speech and do Sit here and have a freaking podcast with my buddy and just yeah. shoot the shit. There's nowhere else. You nowhere know, else in the world that you can do this and be successful. Yeah. You, you, that's what, that's what, people get, are too lazy. You can make what you want out of your life if exactly. you work hard enough and you're driven. Yeah. Well, again, like in every other situation too, you might have like there might be certain areas in the world where you look at look around and just think like, okay, I have the ability to do X but you don't have the ability to do X, Y, and or Z with people that are so much different than you, that have so many backgrounds. Like, when my family did, like, genealogy, it was like, we're from fucking everywhere. Everybody came here to do that. I mean, you're probably even more so than that. Like, everybody came here to do that, to be here. And no matter what the case is, like, you can't go to Scandinavia, any one of those countries, and say, like, okay, so we're going to sit down with somebody very, very different unless they came there by choice. And in most cases, it's just not going to be that way. Here, everybody has a different background. I mean, how many people do you, like, on St. Patrick's Day, they are proud as can be about being Irish. Thanksgiving, they're talking about how their family came in on the Mayflower. Like, everybody is talking about where they came from, and I actually like it, as ridiculous as that might sound, I like it because it's like, yeah, we're all from different places. And there's the horrific part where, yeah, my family's from Africa. It's like, right. yeah, they are. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> but they're from there, and they came in, and we've all made our future based on those origins, and this is the only place where you can say that. It's the only place where you can walk up and down New York City sidewalks and see people from everywhere. I mean, that was one of the coolest things that I noticed when I was in New York City. I've been there one time. I walked up and down the side street from um, Times Square. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, it wasn't Times Square where everybody's like, I'm selling this, I'm hawking this, I'm doing that, Broadway. Uh. It was like, I swear to God, I heard nine different languages walking up and down. It's like, you don't get that anywhere else. And I mean, New York is much different than Kansas City. It's much different than anywhere else. But that's what America's all about. 
And to have somebody who has my background, somebody who has your background, somebody who has Nikki's background, my parents, your parents, all of your clients, all to culminate right here and know that we're all from different spaces and you brought those people together too, that's the American fucking dream, man. That's what it is. It's awesome. I, I, I like people who are different, you know, different yeah. thoughts, beliefs, and if we're all the same, it'd be boring. Oh, fuck. You know? I mean, and so I, I, I totally dig it. I, I think it's awesome. Yep. No, it's fan-fucking-tastic, man. And uh, so speaking of that and your, your gym differences, places where people are, are you just fucking excited about the next season of Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh, God, dude. I've I, got the map on my back wall. <laughs> Somebody came in and commented on that. I was like, don't, don't bitch about it. <laughs> really? Besides, you know, um, besides work, lifting, my kids, and I uh, hate to say it, uh, having sex with my wife. Well, hey. Um, you know, uh, Game, Game of Thrones is up there. That's Fuck probably yeah. the next one after that. Just, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's probably after a few other things. You just don't want to admit it. Yeah. You're like, uh, so all of these wonderful things, having sex with my wife, and yeah. then Game of Thrones. You're like, if I'm being honest, I'm going to put that number one or two. <laughs> I, mean, man, I, I just think it's the best series ever. I yeah, mean, it's, it is. It is so good. And every time I rewatch it, like, I'll ask you, like, what did this mean? Yeah. I'll look it up or have Jennifer look it up. And it's just like, I'm so into it, man. Yeah. I look forward to seeing it every night. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, one of these days, I'm going to have you over. We're going to have the same setup that we have here where it's like, whatever drinks we need. And I'm going to play for you histories and lore once I have good fucking internet because it would be awful watching it here. But we have to watch that because it's boring to 99% of the population. But somebody like you who gets intense and really wants to know about all this shit, it's like, it's all the stories behind the stories. Like, it's everything that they talk about in the series that you go back and watch, and you're like, okay, so what do they mean about why the Dothraki don't do this, or why um, the first men were this, or why they fought the, the children of the forest? All of it is in that. See, that's what I want to see. Yeah, and it's awesome, but if, like, if Nikki watches it, she'll fall asleep. It's like, <laughs> no, no, I'll just assume what I assume, and I'm going to fucking deal with it. Yeah. But for me... It's like, I want to know everything. I want to know everything about it. I want to know the entire world. Because to me, it's two things. One, I just love it. Like, it's just, for whatever reason, that just struck a chord with me. It's a passion. Two, I look at George R. R. Martin and go, what the fuck were you on that you did this? Like, you created this out of your brain. What the fuck? Genius. Oh, yeah. Without question. So creative. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just goes back to being a kid and, you know, liking, like, knights and dragons and yeah. everything else. And then as an adult to tie in all the other stuff, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's surreal, man. It's, it's my favorite of all time. Yeah. You know, we're, we're pausing the damn HBO Go and looking up stuff as they're saying <laughs> stuff. It's like, so annoying, but you got to do it. I got to yeah. understand it. I just need to come over to your guys' house when you're watching it because yeah, you, you, you don't have to push pause. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I – because I was watching, so the reason that I got like that was because um, it, the the original thought that made me really dive into it was I kept thinking that Rhaegar Targaryen was Daenerys's dad, and then I couldn't figure out who the fuck the Mad King was. It's like, is that an uncle? What the fuck? Who was he? 
And then once I got that, I was like, oh, okay, now I need to educate myself. I need to really understand what's going on here. And so that's when I was like, I watched all the histories and lore, and then Nikki would, like, we'd talk at night. It's like, so did you know this, this, and this? And she's like, ah, I've got to go to bed. You're <laughs> fucking driving me nuts with this shit. <laughs> but it, it, it just sucks you in like that, you mm. know? I mean, like, what does this mean? You know, is, so is Jon Snow, uh, you know, is it uh, – you know, Daenerys's uh, sister, and like, no, that's his aunt. Yep. You know, it's just, it takes a minute to get all that together. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a YouTube video that broke that down. It was like, so who's, who are the parents of Jon Snow? And I watched it, and I immediately was like, yep, that, there's no question. I know, ex- yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. Because there's all these other backstories, too. Like, if you go into it, and you just want to go insane like I did, like, there's Ashara Dane. Maybe she's, it was uh, the Sword of the Morning. Do you remember that scene? Oh, huh. Okay, so the scene where Ned Stark, uh, Bran comes in like he's looking into the, into the past, and there's the scene with, um, with Ned when he comes in, and right. the guy who's holding the two swords, he's the dual yeah, wielder. Yeah, badass. Yeah, that's Arthur Dane. He's the Sword of the Morning. Okay. Yeah, so there's this whole backstory where his, I think, sister is a Shara Dane. And they think that Ned slept with Ashara, created a bastard, which would be Jon Snow. That's what a lot of people thought. A very small, like a very select group of people thought that it was Rhaegar and Lyanna. And then when that came out, it was like, fuck yeah. But I was watching this YouTube video and I was like, that makes all the sense in the world because Ashara Dane's story doesn't make a ton of sense because she doesn't share any of Jon's features. Whereas this thing over here, he looks like Ned. He acts like Ned. He just has a little bit more uh, cunning at times. Yeah. Of course, in the books, like he's like 15 fucking years old. He has no cunning whatsoever. He's kind of a crybaby. But really, John is. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you read the, I and I'm only on the second book, which I should not. Like, there are people. <laughs> if anybody listens to this in five years, if this ever becomes popular, they're going to be like, "This dude didn't know shit about it," but. <laughs> But in the books, in the first book, he is a whiny dude. Like just in the show, he's a badass. Oh yeah, well it's it, and that's what makes it weird. It's like, dude, what the fuck happened to you? Like they made you kind of look like kind of a cool guy, and then in the first book, you're you're a douchebag. Like nobody would like you. Just like I just can't believe this thing happened to me. Like ah, god damn it. Yeah, no, no, he's got to be tough. Oh yeah, and eventually, like the second book, he's way better. But the first book, you would hate him. Like you just, like I didn't like him at all. My favorite character, though, who who's your favorite character? Well, I love John, and I think Daenerys is hot. Yep. Um, I'll tell. I'll give you this I, what leeway. The, what's the redheaded guy uh, that's in love with Brienne, um, the, the wildling? Uh, what's his name? <laughs> I probably say he's my second favorite. Tormund. 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 Yes. Giant Spain. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> he is cracking me up right now. He's looking at Brienne, and he's like. He just wants to eat her up, man. I just love the line where he's like, I want her to have my babies. We'll have giant, <laughs> giant. babies. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. I get a kick out of him, man. I, yeah, I would probably say, uh, yeah, those two, you know, I, I love, of course I love Daenerys. Um, uh, I, you know, Varys and Tyrion are so damn cunning and smart. Yeah, their combination is amazing. It's yeah. just like, what the fuck? How yeah. did you, I mean, they're so 
good. It's well, just... And how did you nail, like, as far as, like, casting? And that's, the, I think, the most underrated thing about they're it. It's act, like They all fit. They're perfect. They're all perfect. You but that combination, holy shit. Yeah, man. They it's, nailed it. You know, I was so glad. Stealing ice. When Littlefinger freaking. Yeah, that was a good moment. You know, but, I mean, what a good job acting. I mean, that guy. Oh. So creepy and just his little cunning and. Yeah. And, you know, he was in The Wire, right? Yeah, no, I've like, never seen that. Yeah, second or third, you would like it. Uh, first season's the best, um, but yeah, he's in the wire. He plays a like the guy who wants to be mayor or something like that. But uh, yeah, he he's really good. But yeah, so so you said all that, but who's your favorite character? Because I'm gonna tell you mine, and I'm gonna give you an excuse. You can choose like the worst character in history because I have two: the one that I identify with. Well, and- I, 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 <laughs> I, I like Oberyn, Prince Oberyn. Yeah, because I think he's just. He's, he's if my he number one. If he wouldn't have got caught up and he wouldn't have been a jackass, yep. he would have killed the mountain. I just, I, certain size of them I don't relate to. <laughs> what do you mean, Toby? Because <laughs> I don't go that way. I'm wrong with that. Uh, no, yeah. But, but no, I. I, I Oberyn's I, my favorite character. I, I like the warrior, you know, and, and yeah. how smooth and how his family was number one. Yeah. You know, and he always wanted revenge for. The mountain killing his his uh, sister yep. and the kids, and so he's up there too. He's up there too. I really, you know, of course I love John, but I mean, I like I'm beginning to like the Hound a lot more. Yep. You know. Um, well, and that's the weirdest thing. Like when you go back and watch it, now you're doing that now. You start real like you have this for whatever reason you have this mental picture like the Hound is just this big jackass. It's like when you go back and watch it, he has a heart. he's not. Yeah. He's not that at all. He's like protecting. Start kids all the fucking time. Yeah. Like when, especially with Sansa, it's like, it says like my little bird, but really it's like, yeah, don't push the king off that ledge. Yeah, don't do that. Give it yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. But no, my, my favorite's Oberyn. Tywin is my second favorite. Dude, genius. Oh, he, yeah. He kept the Lannisters in power and not super crazy and yep. kept them in check. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, what a great actor, though, and the characters. Yeah, again, casting. Amazing. I mean, just the most his, underrated part. You know, he really didn't give a shit about his kids. He cared about his name. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, because that's what's going to last. Yeah, it's going to last forever. Yeah, man. And I think a lot of us could deal with that more. It's like if you thought about what it's going to mean 100 years from now, you'd probably act fucking different. But, yeah, I, uh, it's Oberyn, Tywin, Rob Stark for me. And oh, Rob Stark has the best wolf. He's got Grey Wind. Grey Wind, I mean, he so kicks. You didn't even know the wolf's name. Oh, yeah. Man. I know, like, Ghost. Yeah, Ghost, Grey Wind, <laughs> Lady, uh, Lady, Nymeria, Shaggy Dog, Summer. Boom, got them all. <laughs> no, so but I mean. That's why I ask you all the hard stuff. <laughs> no, but, like, Tywin, I, like, to me, if it wasn't for Oberyn, he would be my favorite character. And it's fucked up but it's true because you think about what he does and everything he does is about the future so if you watch the histories and lore there's um when tywin comes back from it's called the i think it's like the war of the nine penny kings it's like where he really became tywin lannister where he got his like where he he earned his stripes in our vernacular it's it's weird because he comes back and his dad is a pussy like, there's, there's no questions asked. Like, uh, I can't remember his dad's name right now. It's like Tyreek Stark or something like that. But uh, Tyreek, like Tyreek Hill. Tyreke that's, Hill. Not, that's not correct. <laughs> but it's something like that. 
But his dad um, is just a pushover. He really is. And so when you're like listening to it, he's like, yep, he, and you hear it in the series, but you really know when you listen to the histories and lore, it's like, yeah, he did it. But the Reigns of Castromere, that song, like, or his halls and no one yeah, else. Yeah. yeah. So that was because of what happened after he came back from the War of the Nine Penny Kings. So he basically comes back, realizes his dad is letting two houses just get away with fucking everything. And he's like, Dad, we need to do something about this. And the two houses come to his dad, and they're like, don't, we're not going to listen to Tywin, right? And they're like, yeah, sure. So they don't pay attention. Well, Tywin just basically says, like, ah, well, fuck off. I'm going to ride. And one house, he just destroys. And there's a whole story behind it, but he just, like, decimates, burns everything, kills everyone. He goes to the next house, and this house is built kind of like Casterly Rock is, where they have mines for gold, but it's like two levels tall, but then everything else is underwater, or under, uh, under in, like in a cave, like a mine. So they retreat into the mine, and what I just said is going to give away the entire uh, last part of this, but they send up terms. They're like, we'll, for, you know, we'll do everything you're saying, and he's like, nah, I'm not going to listen to you. So he buries the castle, he diverts a nearby river and drowns oh my God. everyone. And that's the reigns of Castamere. And the last line is like, and no one left to hear. So that's it. songs about it. Exactly. Man. He's a gangster. Oh, he is. But his whole thought was, and he talks about this in the series and in the books, it's like, and the reason I did it, nobody's ever questioned me since. We haven't ever had to go to war. Nobody's gone to war with us because they know so that. So smart. Oh, yeah. And fucked up but ridiculously smart. But, I mean, that's, that's why he's one of my favorite characters. And, again, Oberyn is just a fucking, like, he's a one-season wonder, just a badass. But Tywin, like, you can hate on him all you want, but he's the most badass of all the characters. Yeah, he's up there. He's, <laughs> he's just, he, he can, like, see the future, you know, and he, he could, I'm just surprised he went out that way. <laughs> on the shitter? Yeah, on the shitter. <laughs> You know, I'd have thought he'd gone out, you know, in a war or something. Yeah. So I was surprised to see that. But yeah. You knew but, it was kind of coming. Well, I'm sure it's one of those moments, especially for somebody like George R. R. Martin, where it's like, okay, so I'm going to take the the highest character, the guy who's on the tallest pedestal, and we're going to bring him down to literally the lowest one. <laughs> and that's how he's going to die. I mean, that's the genius about that series. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It, it keeps you watching, man. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Yeah. I'll probably watch it even again after they have this final season and do it all over. Yeah, well, did you see that they have, uh, like, the next installment coming out? It's going to be about the Targaryen dynasty. Oh, or really? no, no. So is it like a spinoff yeah. or something? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, Apparently, it's cool. like the Targaryen dynasty pre, and I don't know if you'll know about this, but the Doom. No. So the Doom is, like, where, so it's, uh, and I shouldn't say Targaryen, it's Valerian. Um but the Targaryens, like Daenerys and all that, their family is from the Valerian dynasty. Right, right, yeah. Well, the Valerian dynasty died because this thing called the Doom just exploded their entire country. Like, it literally, like, was almost a, like, a super volcanic occurrence. Like wildfire or something? No, no, like an actual volcanic, an actual like, volcano. just, yeah. So it just destroyed their entire area, and that's why they left. It was a little bit before then, but... Uh, that's kind of the easy story, but 
yeah, so that's what happened to all the dragons and that dynasty and everything else. And the Targaryens left about a hundred, no, a few years earlier, and they spent their time on Dragonstone for a hundred years before Aegon did his Aegon thing and took over Westeros. But yeah, so it's about apparently the he period had right three before dragons too, right? That's what he used to. Yeah, yeah. So he had um, he, it was him. So his family went from Valeria to Dragonstone, spent a hundred years there, and then Aegon went with his two sisters into Westeros, and they took over, and it was he and his two sisters, and they all had dragons. But yeah. Can't wait for that shit. Oh, it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I, I'm excited to see what happens, like how they go with the direction of this, because I think they could be like, they could have a series forever if they just went with the Valerian dynasty, but if they're going with the whole, we're moving over to Dragonstone, then you'd have a Game of Thrones. You'd have the prequel to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. So, fuck. I'm, I'm just really excited about the whole thing. <sighs> Shit, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I just got over talking about everything I like to talk about. What do you want to talk about? Man, I just appreciate you just having me over and Oh, hell yeah, man. Shit, man. Really. Anytime. L literally anytime. Like, this is... One, this is the easiest thing in the world because you and I could just have a conversation. It's not like pulling information out from every side. But two, I mean, seriously, we should probably just do one of these when we're watching one of the Game of Thrones episodes. <laughs> just have this going and put a TV like right there. <laughs> I'd be going nuts, man. I don't know. I don't know if I can control myself, man, because I'm always like, I get into it. I just can't help it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. April 19th. Fuck yeah, man. So uh, this is something we were talking about yesterday, um, and I just thought about this, so I'm sorry if I'm dragging this on, but um, we were talking about McGregor and Khabib and all that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got excited. That's awesome. But do you ever have somebody that comes in and says, like, okay, so I'm doing X, Y, and Z, but I need to increase my muscle mass? So like, so, yeah. And I guess in, in that sense, it's like a UFC fighter – they have to drop weight, they have to work out, they have to do weights, like, but it's just a part of their program, yeah. as opposed to being the entire, like, for me, it's, you are pretty much the entire piece. Right. What's that like? Like, how do you handle that? Oh, it's fun. Um, I've done my buddy Travis's diet, that was way back in 07, when he got ready for a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament at the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, Festival. That was the first time I did it. That was the first time I did it. And then the, uh, the second time was uh, I had a uh, guy who boxed and did, uh, you know, uh, UFC fighting or whatever or cage fighting. I don't know if he's in the UFC yet. Uh, Rayvon Wilson, um, great genetics. Uh, he needed to put on more muscle. Yeah. So I think we put on maybe 15 pounds on him in two months. Oh, man. He's just a genetic freak. Everything he put on was just muscle. That's awesome. He's, he's fed him and fed him and fed him. And so he did, uh, I think he won his MMA fight, and then he lost his boxing or something like that. But then he tore his ACL, and I haven't seen him since then. But, yeah. So I hadn't been too many. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's that. those are just a couple, uh, you know, examples of people I've worked with just in that kind of a arena. Yeah. But there's also been some that compete – that are like, I just want you to do my nutrition. I got my workout, whatever. I work with somebody mm -hmm. on that. I just want you to do my nutrition, or I just want you to help me in my posing. 
So, yeah. Yeah. But. Well, posing seems to be a big issue because, like, you were talking about, uh, I think that we had this conversation about a year ago where you were talking about how good your wife is. Like, she's, she's the shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, she just fucking knows. Like, she has good body awareness. Um, she is this in tune. If you want to know if somebody can freaking pose, take them to a <laughs> damn club and see if they can dance. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious because she can move, and she's just, she's always been like that. You yeah, know? she's the type of girl you could play something; she can move to it. I mean, she's that's how she is. So she can pick up posing for a bikini figure, uh, women's physique, even because she's been around me for bodybuilding, so she knows all those poses. Yeah, she tweaks my posing. Um, but yeah, she is. She's absolutely amazing with it. Yeah, it's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, and 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 a lot of people don't even know about her. Yeah, but, which is crazy. Yeah, she's yeah. like an overall champion. She's placed. Uh, she's only competed three times. She's won two first places, one second. She probably has the best resume out of anybody in Kansas City. Yeah, as far as amateurs, I mean, she uh, she hasn't lost too many. Jeez. Overall champion, our last one won Masters overall, Open overall. Uh, she's she's done. She's very humble. Yeah. That's another thing in our industry. There's not a lot of humble people. There's no fucking yeah. person that's humble. <laughs> I, I can tell she you is. just based on the research I've done, there's uh hold on, I'm doing the research. I'm looking at my hand, and I can tell you it's exactly what it should be. Yeah, there's no fucking humble person in that industry. Oh, so that's amazing. She is, uh, she's the type I have to tell her, you know, hey, you are worth doing nationals. You are this good. She yeah. People telling her to go do it in 16, and she would have won. They're telling her you would win. That's how good she was. She's the mom of three. Mom of three. Two yep. C-sections. Mm-hmm. So I, when these people come out with, the, well, you know, I just have kids, and I'm busy, and I got this and that, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then some people say, well, your wife's done well. She's young. She, I, I love you, baby, but she ain't young. She's, she's almost 38 years old. Yeah. In this game, that's not young. So, I mean, yeah. for her, she has good genetics, but she is so – she works her ass off. Yeah. Oh, and she seems intense. Yeah. Like I've instilled that in her. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't, you know, back at was that Summit Fitness. We all were working out. She kind of got the vibe. She, yeah. She knows what it takes, and um, yeah, I'm just so proud of her. You know, now she's training people online. You know, she has like six girls going there, and that's awesome. She can do it from home and not have to come in and train people anymore. And yeah. Yeah, she's amazing, man. She's my rock, dude. I couldn't do any of this without her. She cooks all of my meals. Yeah, takes care of the kids, which is you know, almost mission impossible. Yep. And uh, <laughs> yeah, she uh, she handles all of the money, bills, all that. You know, she's basically the, the treasurer. You know, for elite, she does all that. Yeah. All those advertisements, everything, she does it. Yeah. I don't, I don't do any of that. I mean, it's amazing. Like when you think about marriage, and when you think about the entire you know scope of what that means, it, it's amazing to me. When you really look at it, it, it's such a partnership. And you know when people aren't ready for it, when you're married, it's like, ah, maybe think about it for a couple more years. But when you see people that are ready to work together, it's great. It's fantastic. And you guys obviously are. Yeah, you know, and, and we've been together for 20 years. And, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. We've had, you know, our hard times. Oh, of course. We've had fucking hard times where she just... You know, <laughs> fuck you, I'm going to my mom. You know? And uh but you know, um our first five years of marriage were hard, but you know, the last ten, God yeah, it'll be sixteen years here coming up in May, uh, has been just amazing. Cause yeah. 
I think what we got on the same page, we started liking the same stuff. Like she wanted to compete. Yep. We have that in common. We mm-hmm. like lifting with each other. We genuinely like being around each other. Yeah. It's not like you have couples, you know, that, oh, I'm glad my husband's out of town. <laughs> Kick him out, you know, or vice versa. It's like I, I do enjoy being around her. Yeah. She's like my best friend, and we can shoot the shit, or, you know, we can go lift or whatever. But, yeah. you know, and then she also gives me my time if I need to be alone or doing something or if I'm frustrated. She knows how to read me. Yeah. You know, and she's just amazing, man. She's just uh, – I'm glad she's competing. She has something for herself. Yeah. You know, she's always taking care of others. And I think everyone needs something for themselves. Yeah. And when you, when you're, and I don't want to put you in an awkward situation, but I think I know what your answer is going to be. Like when you look at her as a competitor, what I see, like as a, like not even an amateur, like just somebody that's like looking through the window, like, oh, here's Lizzie. Your wife, when I see her posing pictures, uh, like, and this is in a field, I think she was like within, like with six people on stage, her shoulders might be the most impressive thing I've ever seen. It's like all these other women are like, yeah, they've got legs, they have abs, they have chest, they have biceps, triceps, whatever it might be. But when she does that, I don't even know what this pose is called. Pro relaxed, yeah. Pro relaxed, yeah. It's like there's there's no comparison. Her shoulders are hitting like halfway through her neck. She would love to hear that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because she she's like my shoulders suck and blah 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 because you gotta have big shoulders and figure, you know you have big shoulders, big back, you know little waist and, and, she, and she, she, thinks she doesn't have it. She doesn't think she has it. No, no, all the time. I gotta tell her, Jen. Yeah. If if, if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> and we are an hour and fifty nine minutes into this, Jen, your shoulders look better than anybody else on that fucking stage. Yeah. For God's sakes. Like, and you look at it, and it's obvious because most of the, and I don't know why, if it's just the exercise, if it's genetics or whatever it is, you're, you're the fucking expert. But when she does that movement, they pop. And yeah. all the pictures I've seen with her on stage with everybody else, they don't. She's mastered that. Um, she has shoulders, and they're good. But what she does is bodybuilding or fitness competing is an illusion. So she's able to tweak her arms and hold them a certain way to make those caps pop. Yeah. It's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. No, and again, that's why Great. she helps people pose. Yeah. She helps me pose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the person who's like won the giant sword from Kansas or whatever. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Kansas in 2007. <laughs> yeah, that was a great show, man. Uh, I love it. It was fun. I just like the fact that you're from Missouri and you dominated Kansas. That makes me very happy as... Just I know, I person. know. Good old MU boy like yourself. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. That's a whole MU household, man. <laughs> I know. My dad raised me on MU. He's like, fuck the Jayhawks. Exactly. So, uh, now, there's, yeah. There's no positive that comes from Lawrence. Yeah, my there's, coach was like, hey, let's do this show right here. And uh, it was Mr. Kansas. And I was like, all right, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Always done the Mr. Missouri. You know, I placed first there. And then, you know, I, I ended up winning. And then winning the, the overall, I was going against, like, this guy that weighed like 250 on stage. Oh, but shit. But he wasn't cut. He's big. Okay. So, you know, beating him. It was, it was a great feeling, man. It was, it was probably one of my best uh, packages. I only weighed 185 for that show. Oh, shit. Yeah. So how many states have you taken at that point then? So you said I Nebraska? First, yeah, I'd, I'd won first, I won my class at the Missouri. I've never won the overall there. I won my class. And that was kind of a changing point for me. It was like, wow, I finally got first. You know, it Fuck was my yeah. second time competing, um, 2005. 
and then I did uh, 2007, won the Kansas, won the whole thing overall in first. Man. And then I did uh, 2011 in Davenport, Iowa, and that was probably my very best. I was 195. I was big as shit. Yep. I was just shredded. I was working with a uh, big-time coach, and he just got my body down to the T. Yeah. We were just rocking and rolling, man. And uh, I ended up losing the overall to super heavy. It weighed 240. Um, I lost oh, shit. Lost of course. <laughs> one point to that guy. He had a huge, thick waist. He was cut, but I thought I had him. Yeah. And then 2000. That's pretty fucking impressive, man. In 2016, my wife talked me into competing. So I did Illinois with her. I won my class. I went to the overall, lost again by a point. Uh, <laughs> I did the mayhem. I won all my classes there. I made it to the overall in bodybuilding. Uh, light heavyweight beat me in the overall by one point. <laughs> I still got first, but, you know, you always want that that overall. Oh, fuck know? yeah. You want to just have the, the whole yeah. thing. Now, in Masters, I won in classic and bodybuilding. I won first. But yeah. uh, there's always just that overall man you just you know yeah. you feel very blessed to, hey i got first in my class that's really what the goal was but to be able to get that overall because i'm always going to be the smaller guy on stage as a middleweight right yeah to beat those heavyweights and super heavies that's a good feeling yeah well and that's the big thing like when you're looking at like olympia and big remy oh shit yeah i mean it's like you have to be on your game to beat somebody that's that massive because the bigger guy is always going to look like the guy that sure. deserves it oh yeah so, and you're five, eight? Five, six, and three fourths. Yeah. <laughs> Just put a list in your shoes. That's what, they, that's, what they, that's what they measured me in at for the classic physique. Gotcha. It was my first time doing it. Yeah. So I'm going to round up. You're five, seven, but you look fucking massive. I mean, you look like a fucking pillar of granite. So when Thank you're you. doing that, and you're on, like, when you're on stage with those people, like, even if they're, like, if they're 6'4", they're just going to look bigger. They're going to look yeah. broader. And if you have a good judge, that's going to mean a lot. But it seems like a, in that industry, there's not. A good big guy that... against a good little guy, the good big guy is always going to win. Yeah. But in that industry, it does seem like they, and maybe I'm wrong, but it does seem like the the judges just aren't as great. Like, it seems like they're they have favorability to one side or they, another they do um i did wichita three weeks before i did mayhem and i was peeled i mean i was i was 181 i was 10 pounds heavier but i was still in like some of the best shape i've been in and it was there was a front shot posted against the winner and people are like so you won first right you beat that guy I said, no you beat me and they're like what the fuck that guy's <laughs> soft as hell he was soft. He was so off. Yeah. Guess what? He's also a judge. And I hate to say ah, it, but there's some politics. And you got all those. Okay, so these are all judges that know him. They're all, uh, they all know each other. They're all from the local Kansas City area. Well, at the Mayhem, what Chad Nichols did, the promoter, he brought in national level and pro judges. So these guys have never seen me. Yeah. Guess what? You get fucking first. Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> so you tell me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Same hardness. Mm -hmm. You know, I got a little better pump backstage. A little did a little bit different before I started pumping up. Actually, got into it. Got a, like almost a workout. Yeah. But that was the only difference, and it was like, I hate to say it, but yeah, man, it, there, there's going to be some politics. That way, you just, you but you just got to make sure you're that good. Yeah. Come in shredded, 
full as best as you can and have your, you just hit your posing right on. And, uh, yeah, it was a big shock to me, but these were uh, – some of them were Olympia judges. Some of them were Olympia judges. So it was like I finally got my, my due justice, due well, diligence here. Yeah, and that's fucking awesome. I mean, when you have Olympia judges, that means everything yep. because that's the top of the top. Yeah. I mean, that's when you're – like they're judging freaks. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're judging like non-humans at that point because <laughs> they're so massive. Yeah, they're so, all national and yeah. you know, national judges, and they, uh, you know, a couple of them were on the uh, Olympia. Yeah. Know? So it was it was so cool. Yeah. To have that. Oh fuck yeah, man. So what in your career? What's your proudest moment? And I don't mean. Uh, here's what I don't want you to do. Don't be sentimental. Be like, well, I really like training my clients and everything's right. great. I mean, like. All the personality, cut aside, what's your proudest moment? That was a good huff. God, man. (laughs) Shit, man. There's there's so many good ones. Uh, The very first year I competed, I didn't win, but I got fourth. And there was 30 fucking guys in my class. Nice. Unbelievable. I mean, the guy that won it was 40. And he looked, this black guy, he looked incredible. I was like, oh, my God, if I could look like him someday. Yeah. You know, he's 176, probably 5'9", just beautiful physique, killed all of us. You know, I was really proud of that, you know. Yeah, so you're basically just competing for second place at that point. Yeah, no one was going to touch this guy. Yeah. No one was going to touch him. That was really cool. Um, And then I would say when I compete, I only competed with my wife once. That was in seventeen when we both took first, and then she took the overall, and then we're being interviewed. I saw that. By a guy backstage that's, you know, high up in the, you know, the mm. promotional and radio and everything, and, you know, Mandis Buckle, he interviewed us, and that was probably the highlight for me. Yeah. You know, and then the, fuck, this last year was awesome, too. Last year was the first time, like, when you and Nikki came, and then yeah. had Shannon and Doc, and then Todd and Angie and Jess and some of these people. And my daughter saw me for the first time. Yeah. That was amazing. Awesome. I've never, because I could hear you guys screaming from the fucking audience. Oh, and yeah. it was like, what? Where is this coming from? You used to hear my <laughs> wife. But I heard all you guys. And that pumped me up so much because, you know, you get tired of their posing. And I was like, man, I'm going to do this for them because I'm not, yep. not going like, to let up at all. Yeah. It was so awesome. I was embarrassing. Like at that yeah. point, because like you had your <laughs> you had your crowd over here, and we arrived late, so we had no idea. I met your son, and I was like, "You're wearing elite. Who are you?" <laughs> he was like, "I'm Toby's son." It's like, "Yeah, you are. Sorry about that. Ah, uh, cool." So we got inside, and there's like all of these people just like running around, and I see the Toby corner, and I was like, "Oh, I see Jen. I see. Yep. Okay." Um, and we're in the very back because it was like we got drinks and everybody's moving around so like crazy. Fun. And you came out right as we're like, all right, we're going to go. Oh, crap. Okay. And then uh, there's like all these just built dudes. Just like, fuck yeah. Like everything's going to. Yeah. And uh, I screamed like uh, probably 18-year-old girl <laughs> when you were on stage. It's like, ah. Like that probably isn't helping his cause. Me sounding like an eighteen-year-old girl screaming, oh, screaming at the man. Every every scream, <laughs> every scream I can hear. It was awesome, man. That's because awesome. usually we we do shows that are away and you don't. You yeah. Know, 
like my parents, they stopped coming after my first year, but yep. you know, um, it, it's just good to have that support, man. It, I felt like so blessed that you guys could be there, man. It was, oh, like, it was I've awesome. Never had that before. And it was just like, man, this is so cool. And then to win on top of that, you know, and cause I was like, man, because I knew some people were coming, and that makes you like, okay, I really got to fucking turn this up. Fuck yeah. I can't. And they're my clients. They're my, yeah, I really got to turn this on. up. They're expecting, <laughs> they're expecting me to do something. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to represent. And uh, that, that I would say probably that's the highlight, this last year. Yeah. 18 was, was amazing. That's just, awesome. And it was a big show. The Mayhem was good. Uh, it wasn't a slacker show. I mean, there could have been more guys in my middleweight class, but the overall for the bodybuilding was good. The classic physique was good. Um, so, yeah, and just the way it was ran, Chad Nichols did such a good job. And then we also had the pros backstage with us, and that was amazing nice. to see those big animals. I mean, Yeah, we saw a couple of them moving in front of us, and it's like that. that's, like I said earlier, that's a different kind of human. It is. <laughs> it's a different kind of person, man. It, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, they don't look like me. They def like they don't. They no. definitely don't look like me. They don't look like you. They they look like there's oh. there's some there's some other stuff going on there. Oh my god. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. <laughs> the food, the food, and the training, and then you know, of course, the chemicals that they use. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's not normal. No. You, you're not supposed to be five seven walking around at two fifty shredded. No. 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 That was, it, that was it, amazing to see, you know. And I've your seen, heart doesn't think so either. No, your heart, does not, <laughs> your heart does not appreciate that shit. Your lungs don't appreciate it. Your uh -uh. liver and kidneys do not appreciate no. it. No. So, they, yeah, they got to be smart. Most of them are. But, you know, every once in a while you get some dummies, man. Oh, fuck yeah. That's, I mean. didn't take care of himself. Was that Dallas, Dallas McGrath? Dallas McCarver. You said, yeah. Oh, McCarver, that's McCarver, right. Yeah. yeah. He actually turned pro at the same time that I did nationals. Oh, nice. I probably sh should have just shut the fuck up when you were bringing up Dallas. So, but yeah, really nice guy. Yeah, he seemed like really, it. Really, really good young guy, and yeah, he just. But he was twenty one. He looked like he'd been working out for twenty years. Yeah, you can see it in his face, man. Fuck. Yeah, his levels were so high. Yeah. Who knows what he was doing or for how long and everything yeah. else? I mean, his. I think his top off season weight was like close to three forty. <laughs> he was six foot, but I mean, still three forty. That's an inch taller than I am. And 140 pounds more. And he was 340, like, in good shape offseason. Yeah. Like, he had abs still. Fuck. Yeah, it's, it's sad, man. Yeah. It's sad, but, you know, you got to hold yourself responsible. You got to take care of yourself. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about that last tournament just as we kind of finish up here. Because one thing I did want to hit on with you was, and this kind of brings together everything that you talked about. So you've got the people that you train in in the audience, the people that not, I guess not only that you trained, but that you work through for competition. So you've got Doc and um, me, Nikki, and I obviously are yelling like 12 year old yeah. girls. Uh, both of us actually, probably me more than her. But the thing that I appreciated the most was when we talked, I had said one of the reasons that I thought, not only that you won, because it was pretty obvious that you were gonna win because you were just defined, but your posing was off the fucking charts compared to the Thank people you. that were around you. Yeah. And it's not, and you're welcome, but the biggest thing to me is the sport of bodybuilding is not just let's look great, it's how we show that off. And it was so obvious that like, I mean, you were on stage with I think three people, like three guys that were in good shape. Two of you 
were, at least in my mind, fairly comparable. But his posing wasn't even fucking close. And I think that's what brought you, like, I think that's what got you was, I win. And that's just like any other sport, but that is a sport. So when you're thinking about getting into bodybuilding or anything like that, you really have to recognize that not only is it about diet, not only is it about, you know, exercise and this, that, and the other, listen to your trainer. When you're in the moment, you better fucking know you're posing. Yeah. Yeah. Practice it every day. Yeah. You have to. You have to practice on holding it, too, because it's harder than your own workout. Yeah. You're flexing every muscle in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Do the, I don't know what you call, like, the, the like, most masculine pose. Oh, that front double bicep. Yeah. 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 If you're listening to this, hold a front double bicep for 60 seconds and see how that works. <laughs> see? If you're not used to it, you'll die. Oh, yeah. Well, and, like, when I do it, it's like my biceps cramp up. It's like, yeah. I didn't have enough water. Fuck. Like, that's exactly what it feels like. It's like, okay, hold that for 30 seconds. Yeah, like, man. Because that's what you're going to do in competition. So if you're doing that in competition, hold it for 60 seconds outside of it yeah. and see how it works. Because now you're drained of water. So when you're talking about that, to me, that was one of the most impressive things was you're obviously in great shape. These guys are in great shape. I think you don't like the two of you dominated one guy like he was just not there yet. Yeah. But the other guy was close. But as soon as you started posing, it was like, hey, he's got it. There's not even a question. And of course, like yeah, he wasn't having much fun, man. He was oh like, yeah. yeah he <laughs> oh, was, was he? Like, yeah, I competed. I beat him in Wichita. Too, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting story about that guy. He was 56. He was the oldest guy in the show, and he was my buddy at Wichita. My buddy at the May at the Mayhem. He's all like, shooting the shit with me, and we're having fun. We were in the Masters overall together too, doing our pose down. And, and then later on. He accidentally tags me in a post, and he's fucking roasting me on his Facebook shit. Oh, no. Yeah. How the <laughs> fuck did this guy beat me, blah, blah? So I get on there, you know, real nice. Like, oh, <laughs> um, here's the scorecard. I got first from every single judge. Mm. So I unanimously beat your ass. Yeah. And womp, I beat womp. you <laughs> bodybuilding, classic bodybuilding, classic masters. I beat you in all those. And I beat you in Wichita, too. Yeah, he was this. He was so pissed. He told me he's like, "Yeah, yeah, Toby, man, you look so good. And, you know, I think you got me. And, you know, and this is gonna be my last show and everything." And then he just gets back to Wichita, and this dude's just pounding me on Facebook. What the fuck? <laughs> well, that's gotta feel even better. You're like, "All right, bitch, let's yeah, figure I just this got out." Off there. <laughs> His own friends were like, well, "I don't know, Mike. I mean, I think he." looks pretty good you know, <laughs> like, you, know, other, you know other people are like yeah man you you should have beat his ass man and and then one person goes well what was this, this is the masters that guy doesn't look 42 he looks 32 he lied about his age <laughs> i go thank you for that fucking compliment <laughs> just screenshot that yeah. and we're good to go yeah i just want to say <laughs> my phone. we're good thank you yeah <laughs> no but it was awesome i mean that all of that stuff, like in any other sport, would be like, dude, you're calling, what the fuck? You're aging me and shit? Yeah. But in that, you nailed it. Like, you did everything you needed to do. You worked your ass off. You did everything that you tell your clients to do. Yeah. And you came in second, but to a guy that was like 6'4". Overall. Yeah, that classic overall, man. He's a young guy. He was tall as hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, I, you know, looking at him and... I knew in my heart there's no way I'm going to be able to get Because his yeah. posing was good for a young guy. 
His yeah. posing was so crazy. I mean, he was posing like Arnold. He could twist and he could vacuum yeah. pose and he was just he was unbelievable and he was so much bigger and taller. So I had fun with him, you know. Oh yeah. And it Jack seemed like I mean, it really did seem like you guys understood what was going on on stage sure. too. And it, it was a very big difference between the previous posing session where you were like I really appreciated it because like somebody tried to encroach on your space and you that's just, the douchebag I'm yeah i figured that yeah. he's like he's like he, later on he's like sorry man i was just trying to make some entertainment like, for the judges yeah bullshit for the, for the, like whatever <laughs> beat your ass yeah but you just like i loved it because like you didn't like move or anything it was just like you looked him up and down like bitch really yeah. i knew i had him i knew i had him because i was like man if i beat you in wichita these judges are gonna like me even more here yep so and i was i was 10 pounds lighter i was even more cut and I was like full, and I was like, yeah, it was, it was. I definitely had a lot of confidence. But yeah, it was fun, and I, I showed him respect, and it was just surprising to have him start roasting me on. Yeah, hey, still it's, won. It's, it's yeah, social media, <laughs> man. It's like whatever, dude. Yeah, I'm sure there are people that are gonna stroke his ego, but the fact of the matter is, by the end of the day, yeah, you still, won. Still beat you, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that uh, that last one was tough because the guy was just like. If, if you're 6'4", that's just fucking tough. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. He probably outweighed me. I was 171. He was probably 235, 240. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 60 and pounds? He was 60, 70 pounds? Yeah. Yeah, he was close to, he's probably nine inches taller than me. Jesus Christ. Eight, nine inches. And he, the thing is, most young guys can't pose. He could. Yeah, he did a good job. And I was like, mm. Mm. <laughs> but but well, it's a, hey, I got first of my class. Let's go have some fun. <laughs> but I mean, that's got to be good because it was you and him. Like there it were other people. It was me and him, and, and then there was also the other. I was class A, he was class C, and then there was the B class. Yeah, B class guy looked good too, man. Yeah, but I, I would have had problems with either one of them. Yeah, I think you beat that guy though. I think it was I just that know. last guy. Yeah, I might I might have got him, but it was this. Uh, it was different than the the classic. Definitely was tougher than the bodybuilding. Yeah. Which is weird, right? I think, I, yeah, because, well, it's really not weird anymore because a lot of the guys are going from bodybuilding into classic. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. they're skipping out on bodybuilding. They don't want to have that that gigantor mentality. They don't want to put in the time it takes to, to mm. mature the physique and put in the hours. Um, you know, everybody wants it now. So classic yeah. is more attainable. Yeah. And so that's why they're doing it. And for some of these guys, it's a good choice, you know. Yeah. And then if they get too big. They grow out of their uh, classic physique class, go into bodybuilding. Yeah. You know, but that, yeah, that tall guy, he has a good future. Yeah. He seemed good. Oh, yeah. Like, that's one of those, like, ah, fuck, you're still here. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was fun, though, man. It was fun. Like, this is giant. I'm competing against this giant. Yeah. I've, I've had an overall with a guy before that was close to, what was he, 6'9. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. He weighed 300. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, I mean, I think I, I didn't win that overall, but I think I, second in that overall the guy that yeah. won it was this he later on went pro he was unbelievable but yeah but mr missouri but, but yeah there's some uh there's some tall dudes out there that look really good man if they come in and they stand next to a short guy yeah. it's gonna be hard for the short guy yeah yeah we're not ready for a shack attack or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> all right man so what's the uh what's the thing you want to lead off with or you want to end with i should say I'll give you a, I'll, I'll throw this out. Know. So we talked about a lot of stuff, but when you think about the person that's like looking into their health and they're thinking about like, 
is it worth it to go into personal training? Is it worth it to just like, you know, buy a DVD set? Like what's, what's the thing that you look at within yourself where you say like, this is what I want for every single person. This is what I want everybody to feel every day. Like how they, you know, whether it's, you know, I walk to the top of the steps and I'm breathing hard. Um, I want to get a little bit bigger. I want to get a little bit smaller. Like what do you tell somebody who comes into your shop and says, I just want to feel better. What's your thought? My first train of thought is go with somebody who has experience, somebody who has been there. Like I started off real skinny. Yep. So I was on the opposite end of the spectrum. And, you know, in high school, I was 115. Yep. So now I'm like 215, 220. Take it from someone that actually has been there. Yeah, you times two'd yourself. Yes. (laughs) That that has gone, you know, don't take it from someone who's just read a book. Yeah. You know, gone to school for it. Yeah. Some, go with someone who's been in the trenches. And also what I would say is that what I would want for everyone is just to feel that mind, body, spirit connections where uh, not only is your body, you know, looking better, but now your mind and then your spirit, your, your, your energy towards everyone is so positive because you're changing these other aspects. And that's what I want for everybody. Yeah. We all have different goals and, you know, different levels and everything to it. But uh, just to have that positivity, because when we're lifting, we release endorphins. Or when we exercise, we yeah. release endorphins. That's the best feeling in the world, man. Mm-hmm. That's the best high you can get. It's like a runner's high. It's, yeah. It's, it's such a good, good feeling. Our bodies want to work. Yep. They want to be active. Well, that's what they've been doing for tens of thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's what I would want for everyone. Just, you know, whatever it is, pick someone who's done it. Yeah. Don't just, you know, and and do, do your due diligence and look into them. Yeah. I have people that will, you know, ask me questions, but then they will go in, they'll look in my Facebook, they'll look in my Instagram, they'll, they'll ask others about me Mm -hmm. and whatever, you know, and I want them to do that. Yeah. They need to you know, find out more about the person who's going to be training. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons that, you know, when I talk about Facebook messaging you, like it just happened to be that my, uh, my uncle Dennis Betts just happened to be your friend too. And you knew of him and everything else. That's your uncle. Yeah. That's my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dennis. Yeah. Not my by blood. Yeah. Not by blood by marriage, but yeah, he's he the uh, most positive dude. Yeah. He's a great bodybuilder. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. And he's a crazy man. Yeah, he is crazy. <laughs> fucking real crazy. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I looked you up, and that was the connection. I was like, well, he knows what he's fucking doing, so I guess I'm going to connect. Oh, yeah, Dennis. But, um, but I mean, I think the biggest positive for you overall is you, you're grounded. You know who you are. You know what you're about. And if somebody comes into your gym, you know within probably, I assume, 15 minutes whether or not they're going to fit. So, um, I... One, thank you for coming on. Two, I couldn't recommend you highly enough because obviously, fuck, I've recommended my mom come work with you. So that's that's the biggest compliment. You know, I, I think I can possibly. Oh yeah, something. that's the biggest compliment I can give you. But um, uh, as we finish up here, uh, what are all like the the phone numbers, the website, the social media? Just go ahead and lay all that um, out. Instagram is Toby Toby Scholes on Facebook, Elite Personal Training on Facebook. How do you spell Scholes? Um, S-C-H-U-L-Z-E. There you go. So, and then uh, number 816-716-1713. You can text me. You can call me. 
Um, and then the website is uh, Elite Personal Training uh, KC dot net. Yeah. All right. Those are all the different ways you can <laughs> <laughs> harass track, Toby. Track me down. <laughs> I'll answer you. Awesome, man. Well, hey, you're my brother. You're my friend. You're my trainer. Couldn't give you any more compliment than that. Thank you, man. I All appreciate right. it so much. Hey, come on soon. Okay. All do. right.